If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. Here's, I'm skipping Recorded a lot of this live. because it's just idiot nonsense. This one says if Judge Gorsuch is confirmed, the court will once again have a majority of justices appointed by Republican presidents, as it has for nearly half a century. For starters, that spells big trouble for public sector labor unions. I'm trying not to burst into tears, okay? Uh, really? Big trouble for public sector labor unions? Uh, can I start dancing now? I mean, really? Come on. What, really? Big trouble for... <laughs> yeah, good. Is it big enough trouble to put them out of business and put them all in prison? Is it is it big enough trouble for that? Because if it isn't, that's not the kind of big trouble I'm looking for. I mean, really, folks... This, this this one here is trying to make a point that this is bad. Big trouble for public sector labor unions. Hallelujah! Environmental regulations. Well, look. Some environmental regulations are just plain stupid. Uh, meanwhile, you know, we have people in the government going, well, you know, you just can't burn any coal. Oh, yeah, and you can't have any wood stoves either. Yeah, you're going to have to buy a uh, $5,000 wood stove in order to burn any wood because, uh, well, you're creating uh, pollution and uh, global warming, and, uh, yeah, it's just all around bad, and we can do it, so we're doing it. That's stupid. Meanwhile, the same pieces of garbage coming up with crap like that are allowing lead pipes in 1,200 communities in America to go on without being repaired or replaced. Ah, just keep drinking. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about those lead pipes. They'll be fine. Oh, but hey, you know what? Let's throw a fit when the Chinese paint some uh, children's toys with lead paint. Oh, my God, you can't have any lead paint in your house. Oh, hey, you know what? We're going to ban lead weights for fishing, too, because it's just polluting everything. But hey, you know, it's okay. Our military can go around the world shooting up the joint, dropping lead bullets everywhere. Well, that's when we're not using depleted uranium, which is even better than lead. Uh Uh-huh. And get this. And women's access to contraception. This person is an idiot. Nobody nowhere except the Catholic Church, and they backed off of it, says that, oh... You can't have any contraception. I'm sorry, killing a baby is not contraception. Okay? Contraception happens before a baby is created. Once a baby's created, now it's murder. But hey, that ought to get people scared. No contraception. What? Hey, what about that college woman who made a big deal and got her 15 minutes of fame because, why, she'd throw a fit because, 
What? I have to pay for my own rubbers for my own boyfriend so I can spread my legs every weekend? What? Well, that's just not fair. Those things cost money, you know. I don't have that kind of money. Well, how about getting you a loser boyfriend to buy his own rubbers, huh? In normal times, Judd Gorsuch, a widely respected and at 49 relatively young judge with a reliability conservative voting record, would be an obvious choice for a Republican president. But these aren't normal times. Of course not, because we're a bunch of little sissy snowflakes and we're upset. So things are not a normal time. Things have to be our way now because we lost the election and by God, you have to play fair now. Really? How's that working out when the... uh Senate, when it was under Democratic control, they said, oh, we don't need a supermajority anymore because, well, we're in charge and uh, we only want 51 and that's the way it is. So, hey, guess what? That rule's still in charge. <laughs> that's a shame, isn't it? Yeah, that's a real crying shame. See, they did that so they could shove Barack Obama nominees through the Senate. And now that Donald Trump has that, they're crying foul. That's not fair. It should be a majority. Oh, really? Except when you're in charge, right? You lying little sack of crap. Uh, and I mean Chuck Schumer, specifically. Little lying sack of crap. Hey, shut up, Chuck. Go in the corner and go have a good cry. Find your safe space. Anyway, listen to this. Uh, let's see. You've just defended yourself with a gun. There were multiple assailants, and you were really concerned about your legal jeopardy and the resulting media coverage. Was deadly force justified? In your town, the politics of self-defense is not favorable, but at least you're alive and your family is protected. Fortunately, you have Self-Defense Fund, a comprehensive litigation membership backing you on appeals, legal expenses, court costs, and more, up to $1 million per incident and unlimited attorney cost per member. Discover selfdefensefund.com for yourself. Any weapon, any state, any time. Maintaining your home air conditioner is just as important as maintenance on your car. You don't know the big difference there's going to be until you've had the work done. I thought my system was working fine, but now it's better than ever. Galen Beattie did it for me, and he'll do it for you. Good servicing will not only keep your system performing well during the sweltering summers here in Houston, but it will save you money year after year. In my case, it cut my AC power consumption by 20%. Do what I did. Have Galen Beattie set up regular AC maintenance to cut your energy bill and prevent system failure at the worst time. And what's better than being comfortable and saving money? Whether you need a basic tune-up or it's time to put in a new super-efficient system, you should call BDAC, 281-222-9591. That's 281-222-9591 to schedule an AC system tune-up. BDAC and Heat. That's B-E-E-D-E-A-C and Heat.com. BDAC and Heat.com. TV and radio are great mediums for mass instruction, but for those times when you just want to hold something in your hands, there is the damn good times. I still love the newspaper, but I'm tired of the liberal bias. That's why I reach for the damn good times. Always full of interesting stories and great information, and you can have it delivered to your doorstep by calling 281-332-5710 or sending an email to news at thedamngoodtimes.com. Just $50 a year will get a full subscription. It's a great gift for all the patriots you know. Do it now. 
Here's an important message from Vita Scientific. If you have high blood sugar or type 2 diabetes, these are serious medical issues that require immediate attention. Did you know that it's possible to actually reverse high blood sugar and diabetes by using simple, natural products proven to balance your blood sugar? It's time to do what I did. Take control of your life. Vita Scientific's clinically tested formula will help you to feel healthy and energetic. These breakthrough supplements, along with small changes in your diet and exercise plan, may be the answer you've been looking for to set you on the path to optimal health. These products will not interfere with your current medical treatments, so start getting excited about feeling great again. Please visit VitaScientific.com or call Vita Scientific at 210-520-8432. That's 210-520-8432 to learn more. Tell them Doc Green sent you and get 50% off your first order. Call now. Smoke Depot wishes you well. Locally owned and operated, we have all sorts of tobacco products. Come take advantage of our sale on vapor products up to 50% off. Thanks for listening to us on the Dot Green Show on ABRN, RER, Facebook, or YouTube. We are located at 1639 West Highway 290 in Fredericksburg. Like us on Facebook, Tejas Smoke Depot in Fredericksburg, Texas. It's a rather informal test in which we try to get some line on your ability to think on your feet. Your reaction to stress and pressure. Clear your desk. Get your number two pencil ready. If you are ready, the Inquisition is about to begin. Nobody the Spanish Inquisition. If you have questions, please refer them to the chat room and make them good. Go ahead. Make my day. AmericanVoiceRadio.com every day from 1 until 3. I got to do is go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and tune in. There's also some news aggregation going on there. So lots of ways that you can uh, get the show. You can go to the TuneIn Radio app. You can get the show that way. TuneIn Radio, it's a free app. There is a paid version if you want any advertising when you uh, first pop that open. That's the version I currently use, but the free one works just fine. And, of course, uh, you can always catch the uh, previous day's show on RagingElephantsRadio.com, RagingElephantsRadio.com, and you can download the free Raging Elephants Radio app. Now, 
with the Radio Average Radio app and with the TuneIn Radio app, and everybody's got YouTube on their smartphone, it's easy for you to catch my show when you're driving around town. Take your smartphone in the car, and if you're old school, well, you just plug the wire into there, the headphone jack, and cruise around that way. If you're a new school, you maybe you got an iPhone 7, doesn't even have a headphone jack. Well, in a case like that, what you do is you connect it to your Bluetooth in your car. And that way you get the uh, sound of my glorious resonant voice all throughout your car. And if you got good subwoofers, I mean, you can really get that deep resonance. You know what I mean? Like that. And, of course, I play music on the show from time to time. We want you to be able to get the music in its glorious fidelity. So, uh, speaking of which, all right, let's fix that. Because I was told I'm not in glorious fidelity. Ah, that's weird. I'm getting a uh, I'm getting a connection issue here. Says I'm I'm not getting good speed. Let's go ahead and do a speed check while we're at it. Because uh, the sound quality's got to be good, guys. It's critical to me. The sound quality is good for you. So we're checking right now while we're talking about it. And of course, we are live streaming on YouTube. So let me know if there's an issue on YouTube also, uh, you guys out there. And maybe Frank can flip over to my YouTube channel and check that one. That's crazy. So it's, I don't know. We're, we're checking it. We got a lot of stuff going on here right now. In real time. That's the wonderful thing about live radio. You know, if I did everything pre-recorded, I don't have these issues because everything's in the can and you just hit play and away it goes. But it's not nearly as much fun as it is doing live radio. And there it is. My Internet is now coming up. It's not up to the speed I'm paying for, but uh, it is up. It says my downloads are down to a mere 99 megs per second. And, of course, I pay for more than that, so I expect more than 99 megs per second. We'll see what the upload looks like here in a second after it gets done testing the download. As that begins to trickle in. So keep me posted on the sound quality there. Meanwhile, I'm going to hit my first story. This is unfreaking believable. But our senior senator, John Corny Cornyn, uh, jumped to the defense of his Senate colleague, Ted Cruz, at a hearing on Wednesday. That will be today, actually. At issue were Cruz's remarks during a recent confirmation hearing for one of Donald Trump's cabinet members. Boiling partisan temperatures on Capitol Hill have brought to fore a rare sight, a public display of loyalty between the state of Texas' two senators. Because the way we have it here in Texas, we have one liberal senator and one conservative senator. Uh, John Cornyn is a liberal senator from Texas. Long-time liberal, always always pretty much, from what I could tell, been a liberal. He wasn't that way when he campaigned for his first office, but that's how he became as soon as he got elected. And then you got Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz, a constitutionalist who has stood toe-to-toe with the liberals in Washington, fighting for everything that we believe in. So it is a rare sight to see these two agree on anything, because let's face it, uh, Corny Clinton would be just plum happy if, if uh, Hillary Clinton had won the White House. Wouldn't have bothered him in the least. The only thing bothered Corny Cornyn is if he loses his next election. That would bother him greatly. But 
they're now agreeing on something. The exciting incident came to hand when uh, Senator Al Franken, you know, failed comedian Al Franken, couldn't make it in comedy, so he decided to watch into the Senate, and he won by hook and by crook, and has barely won ever since, could be beaten by a well-run Republican campaign. In fact, while I'm digressing here, U.S. Senator Al Franken, if the Republicans get their way and they purge the voter rolls and force everybody to re-register uh, to vote, that'll be the end of Al Franken. He will be gone because he will lose the dead vote, he'll lose the illegal alien vote, and there's nobody else to keep a Democrat in power other than the dead and the illegal aliens. Anyway, Al Franken lashed into Senator Ted Cruz at the Judiciary Committee, and uh, John Cornyn stepped up. The Franken-Savo was a return of fire at Cruz for remarks that Ted Cruz made during the committee's confirmation hearing for Senator Jeff Sessions. At issue was Sessions' testimony from 30 years ago during failed federal judicial confirmation. Cruz accused Franken of using the incident to undermine Senator Jeff Sessions' character and integrity. And Senator Jeff Sessions is a great guy. He's full of character and integrity. And Al Franken is full of crap. But anyway, I digress. It's back to seeing the members of this body imputing a fellow senator with whom we have served for many years, Ted Cruz said. It's particularly unfortunate when the attack is not even backed up by any facts. I wonder if Al Franken ever went after the former Grand Cleagle, uh, Robert Byrd, the Democrat Byrd. Remember him? Yeah, former Grand Cleagle in the KKK. Yeah, that, that guy. We know you've heard me talk about Jeff Sessions here. You've heard me go through some of his biography. Jeff Sessions is a good guy. He's the kind of guy we need at the Attorney General's office. He will remove the injustice from the Justice Department. But anyway, during a Judiciary Committee meeting Wednesday, uh, when uh, Ted Cruz was not in attendance, Al Franken revisited Cruz's remarks and accused Cruz of mischaracterizing a witness from the Sessions 1986 hearing, and I can assure you Ted Cruz did no such thing. When describing this history, Senator Cruz misrepresented what happened, Frank had said, so I'd like the opportunity to set the record straight while he's not here to defend himself. Well, John Cornyn interrupted and defended Cruz, said, hey, 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 we're not going to have that crap here. And this is incredible because these two are widely viewed as, well, not pals. And they certainly don't agree on anything politically. But uh, Corny Corner said, I object to disparaging a fellow member of the committee here in his absence, Corner said. Well, Frank said, well, he should be here, first of all. Secondly, he disparaged me, Senator. Well, why wouldn't he? Al Franken, are you kidding me? There's nothing serious about Al Franken. Anyway, Corner said, I object to the senator. We're here to talk about the nominee, not a colleague. I object to disparaging a colleague on this committee, particularly in the colleague's absence, it's untoward, it's inappropriate, and I object. Well, first of all, if I had my hat on, I would take my hat off to John Cornyn because he did stand up for something. He was, in this case, a Southern gentleman. And so, John Corny Cornyn, we thank you for standing up for Ted Cruz. We thank you for standing up for something that, that we believe is important.
So the uh, hearings is, are going on in Washington right now. And Texas is playing a huge part in that, by the way. But, uh, you know, the Democrats decided to be AWOL. They didn't even want to show up for work, bastards. They said, hey, we'll show you how to stop this thing. We just won't even come. Well, how did that work out for you? Because uh, the uh, chairman of the committee, when he uh, saw that they were not going to come in order to slow this thing down, he said, uh, okay, let's take a vote. All right, y'all are in. <laughs> he just voted them through. Yeah, just voted them right on through. And I got to tell you, I was ecstatic about it. Because for the first time ever, it's beginning to look like Republicans know a little bit about how to fight. Maybe we have learned some things from the Democrats when it comes to to fighting these things. We certainly hope that is the case. And so I was, I was I'm just excited about it. We're going to get some more uh, cabinet guys approved here right away. Donald Trump has so far failed to disappoint. That's the only thing he's failed in. He's failed to disappoint. I love what he's doing. I love the way he's doing it. Talking to another uh, client of mine. He happens to be an oil man here in Texas. And and uh, he, like myself, has a permanent smile on his face. But uh, the Republicans are doing the right thing. They're using a little bit of muscle, a little bit of wisdom to actually go through this thing and do the right thing. And for this, we are grateful. We love seeing it. On the cusp of the Senate confirmation over Democrat objections, the committees are poised to advance its picks to head these agencies without Democrat approval, if that's the way it needs to be. Senate Finance Committee... uh, brought forward Tom Price and Steve Mnuchin, and they passed them both. They said, okay, y'all get on through here. Jeff Sessions should be coming through any second now. Now, Ron Wyden, an absolute bona fide idiot from Oregon, and, I mean, all you have to do is listen to him talk, and you know that that is true, said he's going. he would have opposed Price and Mnuchin, but he didn't even show up to oppose them. So there you have that. It's working really well so far. According to this, Washington Post, some people call it the Washington Compost. (laughs) According to the Washington Compost, when Senate's boycotted the committee scheduled to take a vote on these two guys, And then they blocked the vote on Jeff Sessions. The theatrics reflected their alleged growing concern over Donald Trump's travel ban for refugees. Keep in mind what Donald Trump has said, I'm not letting you in here until we know for a fact you're not a terrorist. Is that too much to ask? I think not. Well, now I see the problem. I have virtually no upload speed, so I don't know what this is sounding like out there. Let me see if I'm still on Skype.
think we're going to hit a commercial, and I'm going to reboot this thing and try to get it, try to get the sound better. If Frank is there, I got to get a camera in the control room out there so I can see Frank on the board. That way I know when he's there. Of course, uh, I've already got one on mine, so you guys can see mine every day all the time. with a gun. The police are called and you're potentially involved in a homicide, but it was self-defense. At this point, you are not in your right mind. No one ever is when they are in fear for their life and defend themselves. Anything you say can and will be used in a court of law, both civilly and criminally. Fortunately, you have selfdefensefund.com. We are the National Association for Legal Gun Defense, and we protect our members nationally in all 50 states, up to $1 million per incident per member. Let us do the talking for you and visit selfdefensefund.com. Any weapon, any state, any time. I'm Gary Wilcox with Pet Floors of Houston. We specialize in luxury vinyl tile installations for your home or your office. We sell a high-performance floor that is perfect for anyone who has dogs or cats or is trying to get a floor that just looks beautiful without nearly the maintenance that other floors have. It's a heavy-duty commercial PVC product. It looks like wood or stone or tile. This is a floor choice that you find major retailers have in their stores or intimate cafe or even your fast food restaurants. The adhesive that we use is waterproof. The product is waterproof, and so therefore, you can use a bleach water solution, clean it right up, and you're back to normal. It doesn't hold any odor, it's realistic, it's hygienic, it's affordable, and there's no click, click, click noise on it when you walk on this floor. It's just amazing. We've been in this house for about eight years, and we've had some hardwood floors down. And it was really one of those things where they were looking worn and need to be refinished, and we were really looking for an alternative. And we found Gary with Pep Floors, and he came out and measured. And the measurement process went very easily, and when it came installation time, they came out here, did a fine job. The installers were great. The service has been great ever since. I love my new floors. They're great, extremely durable, and they just look beautiful. From a cleaning standpoint, from an overall care standpoint, you don't even have to think about what you're doing. It's, it's, there's no special care. It's, it's really nice. We actually have a mobile showroom, so I can come out to your home or office at a time that's convenient for you, and I can show you the samples that would look right in your home. I can even help you make decisions and coach you through this. It's not like I've done this one or two times, but I've done it many, many times. So give me a phone call, and I'm happy to come out there. I do estimates for you right there on the spot, and it's all free of charge. That's Pet Floors of Houston. PetFloors.com. Seha Smoke Depot wishes you well. Locally owned and operated, we have all sorts of tobacco products. Come take advantage of our sale on vapor products up to 50% off. Thanks for listening to us on the Dot Green Show on ABRN, RER, Facebook, or YouTube. We are located at 1639 West Highway 290 in Fredericksburg. Like us on Facebook, Seha Smoke Depot in Fredericksburg, Texas. Thank <laughs> you. 
maintaining your home air conditioner is just as important as maintenance on your car. You don't know the big difference there's going to be until you've had the work done. I thought my system was working fine, but now it's better than ever. Galen Beatty did it for me, and he'll do it for you. Good servicing will not only keep your system performing well during the sweltering summers here in Houston, but it will save you money year after year. In my case, it cut my AC power consumption by 20%. Do what I did. Have Galen Beatty set up regular AC maintenance to cut your energy bill and prevent system failure at the worst time. And what's better than being comfortable and saving money? Whether you need a basic tune-up or it's time to put in a new super-efficient system, you should call BDAC, 281-222-9591. That's 281-222-9591 to schedule an AC system tune-up. BDAC and Heat. That's B-E-E-A-C and Heat.com. BDAC and Heat.com. Stand by. Licensed to carry gun instructors are excellent at getting you qualified for state licensing where licenses are required. However, when it comes to legal defense with a gun or any weapon, you may want to do your own research and discover your options. Self-Defense Fund is a comprehensive litigation membership backing you on civil and criminal appeals, legal expenses, court costs, bail, time lost from work, and more. Up to $1 million per incident and unlimited attorney costs per member. Our members never come out of pocket for itemized benefits. We are not a reimbursement nor insurance service. Discover selfdefensefund.com for yourself. Any weapon, any state, any time. Here's an important message from Vita Scientific. If you have high blood sugar or type 2 diabetes, these are serious medical issues that require immediate attention. Did you know that it's possible to actually reverse high blood sugar and diabetes by using simple, natural products proven to balance your blood sugar? It's time to do what I did. Take control of your life. Vita Scientific's clinically tested formula will help you to feel healthy and energetic. These breakthrough supplements, along with small changes in your diet and exercise plan, may be the answer you've been looking for to set you on the path to optimal health. These products will not interfere with your current medical treatments, so start getting excited about feeling great again. Please visit VitaScientific.com or call VitaScientific at 210-520-8432. That's 210-520-8432 to learn more. Tell them Doc Green sent you and get 50% off your first order. Call now. TV and radio are great mediums for mass instruction, but for those times when you just want to hold something in your hands, there is the damn good times. I still love the newspaper, but I'm tired of the liberal bias. That's why I reach for the damn good times. Always full of interesting stories and great information, and you can have it delivered to your doorstep by calling 281-332-5710 or sending an email to news at thedamngoodtimes.com. Just $50 a year will get a full subscription. It's a great gift for all the patriots you know. Do it now. Hello, I'm Gary Wilcox with Pet Floors of Houston. We specialize in luxury vinyl tile installations for your home or your office. We sell a high-performance floor that is perfect for anyone who has dogs or cats or is trying to get a floor that just looks beautiful without nearly the maintenance that other floors have. It's a heavy-duty commercial 
commercial PVC product. It looks like wood or stone or tile. This is a floor choice that you find major retailers have in their stores or intimate cafe or even your fast food restaurant. The adhesive that we use is waterproof. The product is waterproof, and so therefore, you can use a bleach water solution, clean it right up, and you're back to normal. It doesn't hold any odor, it's realistic, it's hygienic, it's affordable, and there's no click, click, click noise on it when you walk on this floor. It's just amazing. We've been in this house for about eight years, and we've had some hardwood floors down, and it was really one of those things where they were looking worn and need to be refinished, and we were really looking for an alternative. We found Gary with Pep Floors. He came out and measured. The measurement process went very easily. And when it came to installation time, they came out here to a fine job. The installers were great. The service has been great ever since. I love my new floors. They're great, extremely durable, and they just look beautiful. From a cleaning standpoint, from an overall care standpoint, you don't even have to think about what you're doing. It's, it's, there's no special care. It's, it's really nice. Actually, have a mobile showroom so I can come out to your home or offices at a time that's convenient for you and I can show you the samples that would look right in your home I can even help you make decisions and coach you through this it's not like I've done this one or two times but I've done it many many times so give me a phone call and I'm happy to come out there I do estimates for you right there on the spot and it's all free of charge that's floor of Houston Floor.com. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, and Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. apologize for the difficulty, but uh, internet just went to hell, and I don't know why. So anyway, we're uh, we're checking it out now to see if uh, we've restored everything, and hopefully the sound quality is better. But a, a while ago, I mean, we were getting like nothing as far as an upload, and I'm I'm paying for a 25 meg upload, which should support HDTV, let alone just doing good audio. But we weren't getting that, so we're going to see what we get now with this. Uh, Anyway, there's going to be a hearing. As you know, uh, the Texas legislature is in session. We only meet every two years. And they got uh, roughly about three months to get all their business done. So uh, Senate Republicans in the Pink Palace up in Austin have updated their bill that will ban sanctuary cities in Texas and cover college campuses and expand potential punishments for local entities that choose not to enforce immigration law. Ahead of the hearing on the measure that's expected to draw hundreds of people, Senate Republicans 
have updated their bill that would ban sanctuary cities in Texas to cover their college campi and to expand potential punishments. Now, uh, one of my friends up there, uh, Mike Nyhar, is up there uh, today, and he's going to be speaking. It's a onerous experience to go up there and speak because you have to get up there and you got to get signed in by 8 o'clock in the morning if you're going to be allowed to speak. And if you get signed in somewhere between 7 and 8 o'clock in the morning, then you may actually get to speak somewhere around, you know, between 3 and 6 in the evening on a good day. On uh, Also, Greg Abbott has declared the issue as one of the four emergencies of this session. Uh, that means that lawmakers can potentially debate and pass this bill within weeks rather than waiting for the traditional 60-day waiting period to hear bills on the floor via the chamber. <clears throat> now, for this, our hat is off to Governor Greg Abbott. We're glad that he's taking that. On the other hand, he should have taken that a long time ago when it came to just securing our borders. The sanctuary city or campuses, in general terms, for entities that do not comply with federal immigration law, then uh, the bill would allow police to enforce immigration laws. That is, if the officer is working with a federal immigration officer or under an agreement between local and federal agencies. Some people call this the federalizing of our police force. And it would also punish local governments if their law enforcement agencies, specifically county jails, fail to honor requests known as detainers from federal immigration and custom enforcement. So uh, anyway, this would force officers to hand over illegal aliens for custody and deportation if they are indeed found to be illegally here. The punishment would be a denial of a state grant fund. Well, that's all good. Um, the college campus provision was added to the legislation after some student groups called for their schools to become sanctuary campuses. Uh, you know, after all, these guys are up there. They're going to school. They're going to school on daddy's money. Why do they care if some of daddy's money goes to take care of people that came here illegally? Now, they probably will not care until the time comes when they're out there trying to get the job. Now, when that time comes... I assure you, they indeed will care. When it comes time to get the job, and it's them or the illegal alien, they will care. But until that point in time, probably not so much. These college camp, I do have a police force, but that police force does not prosecute people that just broke into the country illegally and are sucking up uh, resources that were supposed to be for Texas citizens. They don't care about that. They would care about that once again if they were up for promotion and an illegal alien was going to get promoted ahead of them, then they would care. But other than that, they mostly don't care. Going to try to get back up on the uh, YouTube stream here shortly, too. So let's hit a break one more time while I get the rest of this stuff in, since it is the bottom of the hour, and then we'll be back on time for the rest of the show. Take it away, Frank. And he is. Not. Okay, well, we're still here then. This bill has also been changed to include a top-down provision that would mean that local government could jeopardize funding for every agency under its purview if it adopted a sanctuary policy. That means that uh, cities like here in Houston, for instance, where they tend to ignore federal immigration law, 
we might lose some of our federal grant money. And that would be horrible. We'd hate that. In the House, Representative Charlie Cookie Monster Guerin, Republican from Fort Worth, we use the Republican term loosely when we refer to Charlie the Cookie Monster, but he filed a companion bill. He said it's unclear, however, whether House members will be on board with the changes that were made by Mr. Perry to this bill. Charles Perry, not not uh, Rick Perry, our former governor. Charles Perry, Republican from Lubbock, which is Senate Bill 4, by the way. But they're supposed to have a full hearing on that bill tomorrow. So we'll see if that happens. The uh, UT Austin chapter of the League of United Latin American Citizens, LULAC, plans to protest Mr. Perry's bill during a Thursday public hearing because the members of LULAC, while they do not have the support of too many Hispanics here in Texas, uh, LULAC is a, well, it, it has become a communist organization. It wasn't always, but it has become a communist organization. So we're pretty excited about that law and pretty excited about the fact that we got some of the members of the mighty Texas Strike Force that are going up there to make it happen. And I applaud them for it. The uh, other thing... Greg Abbott has followed through on his threat to cut off funding to the sanctuary cities. I love it. This is just awesome. Abbott said Wednesday it has canceled criminal justice grants that it usually administers to Travis County, home of the drunken DA, Rosemary Lesberg, whose sheriff, Sally Hernandez, joining Rosemary Lesberg on the Hall of Shame, recently announced that they're not going to enforce federal law if they catch an illegal alien. I don't know what you guys think about that, but I know what I think about it. I I think uh, enough of this crap. But anyway, Hernandez, whose jurisdiction includes Austin, which, of course, the last bastion of communism in Texas, has shown no signs of backing down for the policy, even if it costs their citizens money and protection. Even after Greg Abbott raised the prospect, she might even be removed from office. That's if Greg Abbott can get this new law passed would allow him to fire elected officials. Which, by the way, a lot of people say, yeah, 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 let's go. Trust me, after you think about it, it ain't so good. Democrats have pushed back on Abbott's threat to withhold grant money by noticing that it funds programs that help children and women and families and veterans. But the Republican governor has held a firm position on this, saying his number one concern is still public safety. And if Democrats really care about the women and children, wouldn't they want to get the ones that are here illegally sucking on the government tit illegally? Wouldn't they want to get rid of them? Just asking, it seems to me like a great idea. Meanwhile, uh, U.S. Rep. Lloyd Doggett, uh, communist Austin, went even further in the statement saying that this is Abbott acting vindictive. He's acting just like that Putin guy over there in Russia with this authoritarian regime. Well, if Abbott gets that law, I, I might even agree with him more. But 
Anyway, Greg Abbott is still looking for additional ways to put pressure on Travis County and uh, home of the drunken DA, Rosemary Lushberg. And his office has given state agencies until Friday to list all the funds that they get to the uh, to the county and suggesting that money might be cut in addition to the criminal justice grants. And we say, whoo well, go right on then. So uh, Greg Abbott's doing a good thing. We do want to make sure he doesn't go about it all wrong. Now, of course, on the Doc Green Show, we're most famous here for news and commentary, covering some of the stuff you don't hear anywhere else. We're also famous for our music, so we're going to play some of that right now. song called Bridge of Size, based on the title of a book.
Joe. Mr. Kuhn. All right, who do I have on hold, Frank? Because I'm not hearing them. Oh, okay. All right. My my mistake. Sorry. Uh, anyway, what they're saying, these Muslims, is Trump's tumultuous early going will loom over the new agenda that Greg Abbott is laying out while the state faces being dramatically impacted by a border wall. We're going to be talking about that with uh, Governor Dan Patrick. That's the main thing we're going to talk about on uh on Thursday at 1 p.m. So you guys can't afford to be late to the show because it's it's going to be a blow and go. They already told me that. So anyway, Greg Abbott stopped short of endorsing a wall along the entire length of the Texas-Mexico border because he wants to have a little gap in there so we can still get these illegal aliens into Texas because a lot of Greg Abbott's big supporters are dependent upon illegal immigration to keep their profits high. Uh, H-E-B comes to mind, the store H-E-B, if you're in Texas. That's uh, for Howard Butt, the guy that uh, founded it. And if you guys know anything about H-E-B, you know two things. First of all, they are big funders of the Republican establishment here in Texas. Greg Abbott gets a lot of money from H-E-B. Number two, H-E-B refuses to honor Open carry. HEB has all of their signs posted with 30.07 signs. Open carry will not be permitted. And if they see anybody open carrying, they've already said they will immediately call the police and have you arrested. Number three, HEB, Mr. Butt of uh, HEB fame, HEB store fame, is definitely a common core supporter. He has done everything he can to support Common Core. He hates this whole idea of school choice, even though school choice is just a way for the Common Core supporters uh, to get their uh, curriculum into all of the schools, including charter schools. And so for all of these reasons, we know Mr. Butt is no friend and no patriot of Texas, and you should never shop at an HEB store, not ever. Go to Kroger's. That's where I go. Kroger's. They love the fact that I open carry. I often get a lot of smiles and, of course, a lot of questions about what type of weapon I carry and why I prefer that to this. It's fabulous. I love going to Kroger with my weapon. It's great. But anyway, back to the story. Abbott stopped short of endorsing a wall the entire length of our 1,241-mile border, and he was silent after a Trump spokesman last week raised the prospect of paying for the wall with a 20% tax on all imports from uh, Mexico. So that would mean, uh, you know, Cuervo Gold, Modelo Beer, Dos Equis Beer, you know, the most interesting man in the world. Yeah, we would hate to see that. And, of course, avocados, because uh, life without guac is not good. you got to have good, good guac if you're going to have a good life. Greg Abbott is threatening to cut off state funding, however, to Texas jails that will not cooperate with federal immigration agents, echoing Donald Trump's order to financially punish cities who have sanctuary policies. And Abbott has said he wants to go even further and sign new laws that will criminalize sanctuary policies. Well, I don't guess I have a problem with that. 
Uh, but then on the other hand, he also wants to have that law that would allow him to fire local sheriffs that don't, uh, that don't adhere to his idea of how things should go. That bothers me. I don't think I like that. So uh, Travis County Sheriff, you know, Travis County, home of the drunken DA, Rosemary Lusberg, Sally Hernandez, who runs the Austin jails up there, the most, well, Austin, you know, is the last bastion of communism in Texas. They plan to stop honoring all federal immigration detainers tomorrow. And they will only comply with holds for murder, aggravated sexual assault, and human trafficking. Well, somebody needs to go after that woman. So that said, let's try some of this. Well, let's not try some of this. What, is, what happened to that? That didn't happen. I hate it when technology does not do what I want it to do. Doctor's extensive collection of music. We've got some fine bass playing going on in there.
Oh, yeah. Hey, let's see if anybody got that, if anybody figured that out. Don't see any takers in the chat room. So um, we'll leave that one live. Top of the hour, by the way, today, we're going to have none other than Babette Holder. That's right. Eric Holder's cousin is going to be on the show, and we're looking forward to having that. Oh, one of the problems with Texas Muslim Day, what apparently some of the uh, Muslims they were bringing in to speak, uh, apparently some of those Muslims got detained at the airport. That's a dadgum shame. That's what that is. Anyway, uh, in interesting news, uh, Elon Musk, who does a lot of stuff here in Texas, uh, he, uh, including building a spaceport, is preparing to unveil a new computer that will plug directly into the brain. Now, I don't know how the jack works on that. We'd like to see how that works. But um, he made this astonishing confession after being asked if Tesla was working on a neural lace, neural, N-E-U-R-A, that is uh, like, a, like a brain, lace. This phrase was first cooked up by science fiction, science fiction writer Ian M. Banks. And he referred to the way of interlacing computers directly with human thoughts and feelings. It's not known exactly how advanced Elon Musk's plans are, but it seems likely that humans will one day want to plug straight into the Internet rather than having to use their hands and eyes to access it through a computer. Last year, uh, Elon Musk tweeted, creating a neural lace is the thing that really matters for humanity to achieve its total symbiosis with machines. Technology is going to be great for people suffering from degenerative diseases like uh, liberalism because it would allow them to be able to control their bionic limbs. However, many people will object to the idea of being plugged into a computer, which also reads their thoughts and feelings, you know, like Google. Uh, technology would allow governments, corporations to exert a level of control, which most people would consider terrifying. So if we get computers wired into our real brains, it will force us to ask whether we are controlling it or it is controlling us. So uh, that's interesting. Elon Musk. Now, Elon Musk has another company that you're probably familiar with called Tesla. One of my uh, friends has a Tesla automobile and they absolutely love it. And I personally wouldn't mind having a Tesla automobile myself, but uh, don't have it yet. Uh, by the way, today is Brenda Brenda Vaughn's birthday. She's still a young girl, but we'd like to wish Brenda Vaughn a happy birthday today. And we're going to go to this break early because uh, when we come back, we're going to have Bad Bad Holder with us, and that'll be fun. So I'm going to see you guys in five.
criminally. Fortunately, you have selfdefensefund.com. We are the National Association for Legal Gun Defense, and we protect our members nationally in all 50 states, up to $1 million per incident per member. Let us do the talking for you and visit selfdefensefund.com. Any weapon, any state, any time. Here's an important message from Vita Scientific. If you have high blood sugar or type 2 diabetes, these are serious medical issues that require immediate attention. Did you know that it's possible to actually reverse high blood sugar and diabetes by using simple, natural products proven to balance your blood sugar? It's time to do what I did. Take control of your life. Vita Scientific's clinically tested formula will help you to feel healthy and energetic. These breakthrough supplements, along with small changes in your diet and exercise plan, may be the answer you've been looking for to set you on the path to optimal health. These products will not interfere with your current medical treatments, so start getting excited about feeling great again. Please visit VitaScientific.com or call VitaScientific at 210-520-8432. That's 210-520-8432 to learn more. Tell them Doc Green sent you and get 50% off your first order. Call now. Smoke Depot wishes you well. Locally owned and operated, we have all sorts of tobacco products. Come take advantage of our sale on vapor products up to 50% off. Thanks for listening to us on the Dot Green Show on ABRN, RER, Facebook, or YouTube. We are located at 1639 West Highway 290 in Fredericksburg. Like us on Facebook, Tejas Smoke Depot in Fredericksburg, Texas. Maintaining your home air conditioner is just as important as maintenance on your car. You don't know the big difference there's going to be until you've had the work done. I thought my system was working fine, but now it's better than ever. Galen Beatty did it for me, and he'll do it for you. Good servicing will not only keep your system performing well during the sweltering summers here in Houston, but it will save you money year after year. In my case, it cut my AC power consumption by 20%. Do what I did. Have Galen Beatty set up regular AC maintenance to cut your energy bill and prevent system failure at the worst time. And what's better than being comfortable and saving money? Whether you need a basic tune-up or it's time to put in a new super efficient system, you should call BDAC 281-222-9591. That's 281-222-9591 to schedule an AC system tune-up. BDAC and Heat. That's B-E-E-D-E-A-C and Heat.com. BDAC and Heat.com. TV and radio are great mediums for mass instruction, but for those times when you just want to hold something in your hands, there is the damn good times. I still love the newspaper, but I'm tired of the liberal bias. That's why I reach for the damn good times. Always full of interesting stories and great information, and you can have it delivered to your doorstep by calling 281-332-5710 or sending an email to news at thedamngoodtimes.com. Just $50 a year will get a full subscription. It's a great gift for all the patriots you know. Do it now. The doctor is in. The doctor is in, and not only is the doctor in, but on the newsmaker line we have Miss Babette Holder all the way from the frozen north of Chicago. She's a GOP committee woman and precinct committee woman. And uh, glad to have you today, Babette. 
Hey, Doc, I'm over here cracking up because frozen is about right, but we don't have any snow, but it is cold. So, um, and it's a lot going on in Chicago and it's, you know, in Illinois, as I'm sure it is over there in Houston too. Good afternoon, everyone. Oh, it's just lovely here. And I'm telling you, I'm looking out the window here in Houston. Of course, we've got people all across the United States, and that includes the frozen north. Uh, but it is lovely out there. It's about 72 degrees with a five-mile-an-hour breeze from the west. And I'm looking out here as the last remaining leaves are finally letting go of the tree so we can start getting green again around here. Well, oh, that's just nice. <laughs> see, I was booking my flight while you were talking. <laughs> well, that's it. That's why I'm telling y'all that, because uh, quite frankly, we want you to move to Houston, Babette. Would Houston be prepared for a holder to move into town? <laughs> They'd be prepared for this holder to move into town. You got friends down here. So, uh, Tanya. Uh, Tanya Robertson, uh, not the least of which. So anyway, you're always welcome in Texas. Well, wow, since last time we talked, everything is different than it was. I don't even know where to start. Uh, do you do you have one you want to pick with? Oh, my goodness. I don't know where to start either. Since last time we talked, there's, what, 17 executive orders, although I thought I heard there was 19 and uh, our president of the United States is not wasting any time. And I love that about him. But we did say that he was a businessman and he was swift and, and very um, decision making uh, on spot with all of that. So it, it's, it's just been a wild week. It has been a really wild week, and, and I, I've still got a permanent smile on my face. I don't know about you. I loved it uh, yesterday, though, when he fired the acting attorney general who was acting like, uh, uh, I don't know what she was acting like, but she wasn't acting well when she decided to defy uh, his orders in order to defend the people of the United States. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, Babette Holder? Well, do you know of anyone that can defy their boss, in essence, and keep their job? and publicly state that they were going to defy um, their orders. I mean, I don't know of too many of us and many people in the public uh, sector that could get away with that and just think, you know, with impunity, there's no repercussions. You're absolutely right. And, uh, I mean, she. I think she knew what she was doing. I think she had decided to go ahead and just more or less stick it in his eye. But uh, nonetheless, um, it... it uh, it was decisive of him. I mean, no sooner did he find out about it than, uh, you know, he was quick to get on the phone and say, you're fired. And that was the end of that. It might have been her plan. Who knows what type of contract or release she has. But at, at that point, you know, it's time to go. Move along to the next one. And it's amazing, too, because of mainstream media cherry-picking what they wanted out of that order and to run with it because, hey, let's be real here, it does nothing but benefit their bottom line, that a lot of this hysteria and disturbance over this, people don't e didn't even read to see how many were exempt from the ban. Yes, and, and it was a fairly sizable number, too many for me, if you must know. 
Well, yeah, I, I, you know, I go to whitehouse.gov, and it's very simple. It's there public for everyone. Go to whitehouse.gov, and you click under briefings, I believe, and from there, it'll say presidential executive orders and also president executive uh, memos. And it's easy to click, and they list them all out in date order. You can read the language. It's the same language that was issued out to all the government um, departments that were relevant to that order as well, available for the media to take themselves. So this is really hot topic, um, Doc, because it also has a lot of subtopics under it. And, and you know, the, the reason why... Such a move sometimes can be, a, besides, you know, the fact for security, is also, in a way, telling these sanctuary cities, knock it off, and you're only harming your citizens, including by racial lines, when these refugees are put ahead and given jobs that some minorities could, could you know, be employed in themselves. Well, you're absolutely right, and that's part of the problem. We've got uh, American jobs that are going to non-Americans. And I don't know about you, uh, Babette Holder, but I'm sick and tired of the preferences, whereas they seem to prefer to hire a non-American to hiring an American that uh, would like to have the job and would be totally willing to do that job. Well, besides the fact that they can hire a non-American, which there are those on the left who will scream, no, that's illegal, no. Technically, yes, it is against the law, but with you having a government for the last eight years that's made it possible for them to do so, they also don't get an incentive for that. There's funding to them. There may be a tax, you know, that they can take a tax, a little bit of a tax break for their business to operate. When you have someone in Illinois like uh, Louis Guterres, who is, <laughs> a, you know, a congressman over yeah. there encouraging, you know, the city of Chicago is great for this. And while I understand, because I'm going to clarify this, because I also, you know, I may have taken this out of context, had a friend today who had posted about this on social media, and I saw the word blacks as in general. But that person's also right, because even if it isn't your career level they would take, I would agree with him. All blacks should be on board for this, because it's your friends, your neighbors, maybe a relative of yours, whom these ref these illegal refugees or even legal refugees now because you know the legal status that's quickly obtained too are taking these lower you know level jobs but what about our unemployed veterans our unemployed students unemployed blacks who need the work experience and the start somewhere hispanic asians and so forth I would think that they would be fully on board and say, you know, wait a minute, stop this with that, because we have already high unemployment within our own communities. Yes, and that's part of the problem. And if we, uh, if we do what Donald Trump is exactly doing, we are fixing a lot of that. I don't know if you were listening earlier, but I talked about the fact we're getting ready to have our uh, Muslim Day up here. And I was wrong, it's not annual, it's biannual. But uh, that's where the Muslims take over the capital of Texas to demonstrate their power. And it was unfortunate. I guess a couple of the main big uh, Muslim speakers that are going to have 
to speak at that event, got detained at Dallas-Fort Worth Airport. And all I could do was smile. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I did listen to that earlier. I was like, wow, Texas is very gracious. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they get to take over. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. They do. They come in and they take over the capital. They bus in uh, literally thousands of these Muslims to take over the capital. But the last time it happened, I don't know if you, are you familiar with the name Christine Wyke? I've heard the name. Yes. Well, Christine Wyke is the uh, woman who God told to go to the National Cathedral when they were having National Muslim up there. Uh, when, yes, when the to go yes to church. I remember that. And mm-hmm. I did a two-hour show with her. She came into the studio live, and we did a two-hour show. And she talked about how God had worked to get her in there. They had this massive security so that only Barack Obama's selected pals would be able to get into that cathedral. But what happened was she just walked, walked right through it. She walked in, a reporter walked up to her and said, hey, all the reporters are over here. Just grabbed her, took her by the arm, and took her over to the reporter section. She didn't have anything right. on her that said she was a reporter. <laughs> but she knew she wanted in there, so she just went along with it. And uh, then when they started doing a security sweep, she went in the restroom. And while she's in the restroom, she struck up a conversation with another reporter in there. And uh, so she she got missed by that security sweep. And then, of course, after they got ready to start the prayer, that's when she stood up and prayed a Christian prayer instead. And it was absolutely amazing. Well, Christine Wyke also did the same thing on National Muslim Day here in Texas. Now, she's not a Texan. She's driving to all of these events. She's actually from up in your area. But it's amazing how God used her and brought her in to these places to to uh, speak for him. What's sad in my mind, Babette Holder, is that we don't have more Christians that are disrupting these events. Your thoughts? Well, my thought on that is that a lot of them just aren't as bold. And God bless her for her calling because, you know, many hesitate to go where they're called. You know, I, I speak about that all the time. I Like I tell folks, six years ago, if you had told me I'd be an advocate for pro-life, I would have just laughed or walked off. Yeah. You would have gotten one of those two reactions. So it, it takes, um, you know, eventually we heed his call and his purpose, his will be done. His will will be done. Well, that's what we count on. And, of course, God was counting on that. He picked the right woman. And it's funny because she's never been an outspoken person. But when God called her to do this, she did it. And she said at one point in time when she was doing it, she had this question in her mind as to whether she was really following God's will. And so she's driving down the highway, and she sees this car parked on the side of the highway. And the person gets out of the car, makes eye contact, and gives her a thumbs up. Oh, my God. And see, it's those defining moments like that. It's those signs, you know. And that's the similar thing with me, same similar thing to get, you know, be more verbal and out with defending life. And it's exactly how it can be. It's just a simple thing, too, on top of it. Because I was questioning. I just was just like Christine. You're like, am I doing the right thing, or is this just something that I am doing and it's not god's call so i understand that exactly 
Oh, by the way, Doc, Trump also made Chicago relevant this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's have it. You remember, too, because he actually called out the mayor of the city of Chicago, Rahm Emanuel, regarding the crime. He he got up in his head now, you know, how mm-hmm. that mainstream media, we say they, they got Trump on the mind, right. especially that CNN. I swear, if you go to their site, it seems like every article is Trump, Trump, Trump. Well, remember, he spoke about if, if he wouldn't take care of the problem, then Trump said, I'll take care of it. So he's got a lot of these uh, Chicago, you know, mouths out here running. You had Jesse Jackson, who had to do an opinion piece in the Chicago Sun-Times. And it, the headline on this was, Trump shows he revels in dangerous chaos. And it's ironic <laughs> because Trump didn't ask for the chaos. You all brought the chaos. Yeah. You know, and now the, the police department, and then this is a direct quote, you know, I'm just going to credit it to the Chicago Sun-Times article where the police department is saying that they are investing and expanding in shock spotter technology throughout one of the most dangerous wards and beats in the city of Chicago. And the reason why is that they said the police are not only feeling pressure from the community and city hall, but also from the White House with President Donald Trump using Chicago as an example last week of the carnage on the nation's street. Well, there you go. Now I get some action and people's feet are moving and funding is being invested. Well, I love it. And, uh, of course, Ron Deadfish Emanuel is a longtime uh, Democrat <laughs> operative. And uh, we call him that because he once had a political enemy and he sent him a dead fish, uh, mailed it to him. You know how good that smelled when it got there. Oh, that sounds like a Chicago tactic, Democrat tactic. But... Uh, uh, Rahm Emanuel's not a nice guy, and, and I'm not sure that he's even particularly intelligent, quite frankly. But I love the fact that Donald Trump is saying, look, if you can't fix it, uh, you know, let, let us help you. <laughs> and uh, Well, you, you know, it's, it's sad when it gets to the point that the feds have to step in. And remember, the FBI is, I believe, working with the Chicago police. I know was headlines, what, a year ago? Yeah. And it's just escalating. It's still, and it's really sad. I don't like just talking about it as if we're non-compassionate, because we are. Otherwise, we wouldn't care. You know, you, you just don't want to hear about someone else getting caught in this gang warfare out there because they're just spraying, you know, whether they, a gang rival is amidst a crowd of, you know, his, their school friends or the grown folks that have nothing to do with that, their family members and so forth. We're up to a total of 308 shots, and that's January to date for 2017. Holy smoke. In, 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 a, in essentially a gun-free zone. Well, yeah, supposed to be gun-free. And in the article I mentioned, this is, by the way, from the Watchdog and, and the Chicago Beat, and any of your listeners can go to the Chicago sometimes, go to the Watchdog area. Um, this is just, it, it's, it's, uh, Amazing, and they're talking about one of these wards on there 
you know, which is beat, you know, um, the west side, the 11th district. So it's, it's never ending. 308 already. Amazing. Talking with Babette Holder, and uh, Babette Holder is out of Chicago, and she is a black activist up there, but she's, a, she's also a Christian. She's a conservative, and you're, you know, in my mind, Babette, it's kind of dangerous to be who you are in the city of Chicago. It's, it's risky for all of us, um, and especially those who are willing to be vocal and out there. You know, I have other fellow activists that are black in the area, just as vocal themselves. My good friend Stephanie Trussell, I mean, she goes in and out of the city doing her radio show. And, you know, we were concerned this past Sunday doing the show with her. We're on the highway. They're shooting people on the highways now. Yeah. And we have two cars that look like they were engaged in some kind of dispute that same night on the way home. We, you know, we, me and her driving together, she kind of eased back, let them go on as their one car looks like he's trying to get away from the other because we're like, oh, my goodness, do not let this go on now. You know, nor any time should it be happening. It, it's that bad. Well, I agree with you, and of course, I think the answer for Chicago is the same answer for everyone in the United States. Get rid of all of the unconstitutional, restrictive gun laws. Allow people to fulfill the scripture uh, where Jesus Christ himself said in Luke twenty-two thirty-six: if you don't have a gun, sell your coat and buy one. And once the majority of the population is armed, since most people are good people, that eliminates a lot of the criminal activity right then and there. And I think that would make a huge difference. Uh, what say you? Well, we have a gun registry too in Illinois. You you have to get a you have to get a permit first of all. Then you have to to conceal and carry here. You have to pass the required hours, and then you also have to be approved for that permit here. And it's a lot of process through it, and it's very, a lot of folks, you know, it's not that they're afraid, but they're afraid of their information becoming public or hacked or used when those who oppose the right to defend oneself legally with a firearm or, as you said, a God-given right for defense will use it against them, and, and you can't blame them for those fears. I absolutely agree with you, but interesting case was that McDonald's in the Supreme Court, that's a black man. You know, he passed away before the decision, uh, McDonald's versus Chicago. He passed away before that ruling came in. But when if people actually in this area knew about that, to honor his legacy, they'd be out there opposing. And when their legislators are in the state assembly, hey, we have the right to defend ourselves without all these heavy overburdened restrictions on top of it. So you don't even know where to keep your gun in your own home. (laughs) Yeah, it's like three felonies a day, that that fabulous book. I mean, you don't even know if you're breaking the law just having a gun in your own home. But having a gun in your home is not good enough. Um, Of course, uh, for those of you that uh, watch the show regularly, you know I carry all the time. I carry in my home. I carry when I'm sitting on the couch at night uh, holding my wife's hand watching TV. Uh, Because you never know when bad guys are going to do bad things. 
So I, exactly. I recommend that and, for everybody. Oh, exactly. And then I just thought another thing, Doc. What is the law for the right to defend yourself in your home? We have castle law here in Illinois, but it's, it's interesting, too, because not that long ago, I was on a social media, actually on Twitter, and this I was, this was a verified, you know, the little blue check mark to say that there's someone important. So they were a verified account, and they had posted the wrong info, and I went in there and I said, that's not what castle law is in Illinois. You've huh. got it completely wrong. I said that, yeah, they can shoot them in the house after giving a warning and all this stuff. But, no, they can't chase them out into the yard and so forth. But, you know, mainstream media, I mean, this person was so horrible with what they were saying that I said, I see why people don't even bother. You know, if we had more folks that understood the laws and how it works and the rules, I think they would stand up and crack on some of these legislators when it comes for the right to defend themselves in their home. Well, they immediately, you know, they responded to me and then blocked me because God knows if I come in. Yeah, and I don't mean to be, you know, sometimes I come in and I make statements. I was really polite. I wasn't trying to be condescending because I love to, you know, read people's stuff, but, you know. Babette Holder, you are a dangerous woman, and they all know it. Well, you know, I'm not trying to be, but I am sometimes, you know, I guess when I'm pointing out things. But we have to make sure we keep the truth out there on issues and where it stands because this fake news is, is a true thing. It's sad that fake news is a reality. It sounds like a um I, I, you know, contradiction there, but there's a lot more fake news. And when you catch an actual media person and being a big senior writer, you know, and all the hundreds and thousands of people hanging on their every word, it's ridiculous. And then they wonder why, you know, Trump's people are saying, no, not your fake news. No, not yours. And they're doing their own media. Yes, indeed. Well, uh, I don't know if you got a Bible handy there, but uh, I'd love you to look up Luke twenty-two thirty-six. That's a little-known scripture, but it's a very important scripture. I don't know why, why I'm getting that audio there. There, I fixed it. <laughs> but uh, uh, do you have that handy there? Better. Do you, do you have I didn't handy? have mine. Mine is in another room. I have to. I have this rambunctious poodle who is now about three or four years old, but still thinks she's a puppy, and she will blow at or bark at every branch or leaf that blows up. <laughs> so I'm actually in my cage. That's why sometimes if you hear echo or something, it's it's me in my cage so that the listeners don't have their ears blasted. Well, I'm going to read uh, Luke 22:36 here for you because it's a great scripture. And it's uh, it's one that, uh, quite frankly, doesn't get quoted nearly enough, but everyone should know it. In the King James Bible, uh, Jesus Christ speaking uh, to the disciples here. And, of course, if, you, if you're one of those people that believe that there is only one God, Jesus Christ is that God personified in the flesh. So Jesus Christ is saying, all right, but now he that hath a purse, let him take it, and likewise 
his scrip, that would be money, but he that hath no sword, let him sell his garment and buy one. He's saying, okay, you guys, you need to get armed. You, you, you know, you should have your wallet with you. Uh, but uh, you need to be you need to be armed. And the context of this was he was concerned about uh, the government and what they were going to do to the Christians. So he wanted to make sure they were prepared to deal with that. I, I don't know. I don't know what else to, to say about that. But there it is in the Bible. That's the Lord God Himself. If you want, if you want to know where the authorization to be armed comes from, it comes from the Bible, <laughs> written by Doctor Luke, the Greek physician, uh, who wrote uh, the book of Luke, and he also wrote the book of Acts, my favorite uh, Bible book. And it's there in black and white. So what does the Second Amendment of the Constitution do? The Second Amendment of the Constitution recognizes that you have a God-given right, uh, and it recognizes the necessity of a well-regulated militia to defend the security of a free state. Now, some people say the National Guard Act did away with the need for a militia, and that's why we don't have militias anymore. I disagree with that statement. But the point is, every citizen has a right to be armed, and the Second Amendment doesn't grant you that right. It simply recognizes it. Who are these state governments, people? Who are these politicians that think that they should stand in the place of God and deny you a right that the Lord Jesus Christ gave you himself? Exactly. And many of them having their own security and armed people to protect themselves, their persons, personally. Indeed. So, and, and, and also, by the way, in many states, even state assembly men and women, by default, are allowed to carry a firearm. Yeah. We have it here in Illinois. They are allowed, but we aren't well, allowed now to I was personal. When I was up there uh, and met you with Freedom Works, uh, I, I had another friend that I met, a, a New York City cop. He said, I've been a cop for 20 years, but he said, I can't carry a gun in Chicago. Yes, I remember, too. A lot of those wonderful American patriots from Freedom Works were quite disturbed because they're there unprotected. They didn't have reciprocal rights to conceal and carry in, in Illinois. It's it's just wrong. And I asked you the last time, and, uh, you know, I said, look, me as a concealed gun holder, licensed holder, but if I go to Chicago, I can't carry in Chicago, and I cannot even get a license in Chicago because I do not live there. And I think they're working on that. Don't really quote, don't take that to heart. I have to double check. But, I, you know, I had my eyes more towards national for the past few days, but I thought something caught my attention recently under Second Amendment legislation in the state of Illinois, and I might follow up with you guys next week on that with some changes here. But I know, too, they had said after they got their small victory a few years ago that they will continue working on this. Um, one of our state rep, um, experts in that, and that's constantly down there speaking is Todd um, Vandermeid. And if you don't know him, Doc, I'll have to introduce you to him. 
but I believe he's with the Illinois State Rifle Association, so he's the expert that goes in and speaks. Wonderful guy. He knows all the laws and rules inside and out. Todd's probably like, oh, my God, she just threw me on there. <laughs> but I defer to him a lot when I'm looking for advice or answers, because a lot of my friends, they, they are Second Amendment defenders as well as they can still and carry in their states. They'll ask me questions, and I'll immediately connect them with Todd because he'll know, you know, what the right answers are there. But um, I tell you, and what about Obamacare? We forgot about, well, I almost forgot about that, too. I was going to bring that up Well, to bring you. it up. Let's talk about it. Well, it looks like, because it looks like Trump, is, you know, it, it just, he never ceases to amaze me. And in a positive way, as I said, he's quick, he's moving on, and I don't know what they thought, you know, because elections have consequences, right, Doc? We heard that yeah, one, right? I have heard that one. Yeah. You know, and if they want to, they, they they're gonna if they want to work with us, they need to get in line. You know, I'll never forget that one. But you know, if it, then this Obamacare is imploding as Trump is getting ready to repeal it, because I went to my doctor's yesterday, and that waiting room, you can see tumbleweeds blowing through, and it's <laughs> rarely like that. And so the nurse was telling me that. They had been getting slammed with phone calls for the past four weeks because people, you know, typically at the last minute or right before the deadline, they go in to start doing what's needed, you know, like their insurance or their tax rate. You know how it is. We yeah. do the taxes and stuff. Well, they found out that because of all these insurers leaving that, that exchange and market, they can't even get decent price insurance is not affordable it's unaffordable That's let right. alone those few who either just got this doctor and loved him or had him and maybe they paid a little more to keep them they can't even keep this doctor no matter how much unless they want to pay through the nose yeah. there were people on the phone crying she said because she told me one person is like you they've had this doctor for 14 years they were paying an extra $200 on their premium just wow. to have the insurance to see them. And now it went up even more, and there's no way they can do it. Well, if you can hold with me through the break, I want to finish that conversation. So take it away, Frank, and we'll be right back on the Doc Green Show with Babette Holder.
sell a high-performance floor that is perfect for anyone who has dogs or cats or is trying to get a floor that just looks beautiful without nearly the maintenance that other floors have. It's a heavy-duty commercial PVC product. It looks like wood or stone or tile. This is a floor choice that you find major retailers have in their stores or intimate cafe or even your fast food restaurants. The adhesive that we use is waterproof. The product is waterproof, and so therefore, you can use a bleach water solution, clean it right up, and you're back to normal. It doesn't hold any odor, it's realistic, it's hygienic, it's affordable, and there's no click-click-click noise on it when you walk on this floor. It's just amazing. We've been in this house for about eight years, and we've had some hardwood floors down. And it was really one of those things where they were looking worn and needed to be refinished, and we were really looking for an alternative. And we found Gary with cut floors, and he came out and measured. And the measurement process went very easily, and when it came to installation time, they came out here, did a fine job. The installers were great. The service has been great ever since. I love my new floors. They're great, extremely durable, and they just look beautiful. From a cleaning standpoint, from an overall care standpoint, you don't even have to think about what you're doing. It, it, there's no special care. It, it's really nice. Actually, have a mobile showroom so I can come out to your home or office at the time that's convenient for you and I can show you the samples that would look right in your home I can even help you make decisions and coach you through this it's not like I've done this one or two times but I've done it many many times so give me a phone call and I'm happy to come out there I do estimates for you right there on the spot and it's all free of charge that pet floor of Houston petfloor.com You've just defended yourself with a gun. You've been booked for manslaughter, but it was self-defense. You go to court. Your bail is set at $100,000, but the legal defense you subscribe to doesn't cover that much. You still have legal jeopardy ahead, which would wind up costing even more money and time, and now you're beginning to really worry. Self-Defense Fund provides bail up to $100,000. We are a comprehensive litigation membership, backing you on appeals, legal expenses, court costs, and more. Discover selfdefensefund.com for yourself. Any weapon, any state, any time. About it. Hey, uh, let's uh, let's have a little bit of this. Something uh, very uh, contemporary. I'm talking with Babette Holder out of Chicago. We're discussing uh, what is going on with uh, Obamacare and the presidential election, and the liberals just can't seem to get a handle on it. They don't know what to think about it. Sorry for themselves. You don't want to work, but you want to live like. 
King. Oh, does that not sum it up? The Eagles wrote that song because uh, that was when uh, Bill Clinton got elected. And they thought that the Republicans were uh, crying a little too much. You know, I don't hear the Eagles out there now uh, crying about this at all. But anyway, talking with Babette Holder, we're talking about the effects of Obamacare. So, uh, Babette, pick it up where we left off. Yes. So I was talking about being in my doctor's office and this nurse there talking about all the changes, even more changes for this year and their loss of the number of patients. And I kept thinking to myself, not only that, it was about around, it was very expensive. I know one doctor said for his multiple offices and so forth, it was over a million dollars for them to be compliant as far as all the technology and the computer systems with this unaffordable care. Yeah, so So, it's putting the doctors out of business and it's putting the patients out of business because they can't afford to pay for it. And not, and then when they were compliant, they turned around for these busy guys. And this is one of those doctors. That's the reason I've been seeing him so long. He does treat people even with chronic conditions. He's not just, he's also my general practitioner, but he has specialties. And so he was busy to begin with. He, this is not his only office either. And he does senior care and he donates services to community free clinics. That's right. And Right. So he was also forced to take on additional patients, more, far more than they could handle at times. And now I walk in and it's like a ghost town. And she said, you know, a lot of those extra patients you were seeing in the beginning were those just coming in who were subsidized heavily to get the preventive care that, you know, even the community clinics provided year-round for them, and they could get it free, and they can get in a lot quicker than they can, you know, an individual doctor's office. She says, well, those were tapered off a lot, but others were those who had to pay a big premium and that they, you know, his name came up under the plan. And she says, and now I said, now I said, you do know you're only on one plan, by the way. I said, I did look, ran it through myself just to see, and I would have to pay over $600 a month for that plan. Oh man. Just to get that doctor. And the out of pocket was over $16,000 before that insurance would pick up at 100%. There's no excuse for this, but if we could get the government out of it, we could fix it. Because one of the things you mentioned, and this is the dirty little secret that the Obamacare supporters would never tell anybody, most doctors get into the doctoring business not to become wealthy, but they get into the doctoring business because they care about people and want to help them. And the doctors that I know... passion. Yes. Mm -hmm. And the doctors that I know do an incredible amount of free doctoring because they know that some people just need it and they can't pay for it. They do it anyway. They know they're never going to get paid. They do it because they care. And that is the way it should be. Charity should be offered by the person who's actually going to be taking the hit and not be enforced upon them by the government. But as I've said before, Babette, there's almost virtually nothing that I can think of that the government touches and it still works. 
I agree with you, and you, and you you touched on something that I always say. I always say charity should come from the heart, not forced and mandated by the government and using a government agency to enforce it. And one of the most scariest agencies to most Americans, which is the IRS. That is ridiculous right there. And then you're going to add to it, my friend Mark Leroy brought this up today, the media ignoring the destructive effects that Obamacare has on those lives. Yes, yes, absolutely right. I couldn't help yeah, but notice another comment mm -hmm. that you made, which is so, uh, or that you brought up, which is so apropos right here, because it's, it's going to be the same here in the United States. The British Medical Association advising medical personnel not to refer to pregnant women as expectant mothers so as not to offend transgender mothers. Is it possible to even be a transgender mother, Babette Holder? Well, if a, okay. Exactly. That had discombobulated, confounded me so much last night. I had to keep reading that. And then I kept <laughs> reading the article. And then someone pointed out to me when after I posted this last night, and they said, these are women who are transgender as men. But technically, I'm thinking, okay, so they didn't have the surgery to be a man and remove all the lady parts. So aren't they mothers anyways? And how stupid is this policy? Because wouldn't they be considered and see themselves being referred to as an expected mother also? Or maybe I'm missing a piece there still because well, we all know that it's not naturally possible for a man to be pregnant. This is why this, it gets so hard here because you, you've got to – you got to figure out, you know, if uh, if somebody had the operation, the adedictomy or the, or the uh, dickectomy, uh, depending on which way they're going. You got to deal with that, and then this ties into the fact that the Boy Scouts now are going to allow transgender scouts. What the hell does that mean? And has anyone read their oath? You know, I kept niggling in my brain last night, so I went to go read the oath the and under that the moral duties and I'm sitting here going this is just the contradictions and hypocrisy I'm just going to be honest with hypocrisy and then changing the narrative and the language and dictating that this is how you refer to people and yet we're supposed to have first amendment rights now mind you what the first topic we're talking about is in Great Britain but we all know Liberals love to mimic worldwide, so I'm thinking this will be coming to America soon. Well, a scout oath. On my honor, whatever that means anymore, I'm not sure that honor is still in existence, I will do my best to do my duty to God and my country, to obey the scout law and to help other people at all times, and to keep myself physically strong, mentally awake, and morally straight. Well, if you're morally, morally straight, straight, yep. <laughs> how do you, how do you, how does that work with uh, with homosexuality? Morally straight, because last time I well, checked, re it was redefining sin. it, redefining the morals, and not only just for those who want to believe that, but all the rest of us, we their rights supersede anyone, including Christians who go by biblical morals. 
and the Scout Law. Scout is trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, and reverent. If you're reverent, and of course, uh, when uh, Lord Baden-Powell created the Boy Scouts, he meant reverence to the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're reverent to the Lord Jesus Christ, and you are morally straight, you therefore cannot participate in any court, any sort of sexual immorality, and therefore that precludes the Boy Scouts from being able to do what they're talking about. What the hell is going on? I mean, Frank jumped in here. It was too much for him. He couldn't stand it. He said, how is it that a minor... <laughs> can decide they are the opposite sex. Minors are not allowed to enter any kind of contract. Uh, they're not allowed to get any body parts removed. So it can't be the children. It's It's got to be the parents, and that is child bu- child abuse to the extreme. Your your thoughts, Bad Bad Holder? You know, I, I, I've been thinking along the lines of Frank because, you know, young, impressionable minds also, but... You know, I listen to the other side. You know that about me, Doc. And people say, um, and I believe that there's a song out. They feel that they were born this way or that way, should I say. It's, it's, in, in violation of I'm just of, sitting there of, saying, though, science. when you actually start <laughs> registering your child at the school and so forth, we're talking transgender. We're not talking it, it blow, I, I can't. You can. You all can hear me stuttering and stammering here, and I'm usually not lost for words. <laughs> well, I think you're like most of us. You're absolutely offended by the very idea that they are forcing upon us. But as far as I'm concerned, the Boy Scouts of America should just abolish. We should just abolish the organization. It's, it no longer has any meaning. And for those, well, of you, you know, that- same with the Girl Scouts. And remember these. Groups, these organizations were not only patriotic organizations, but they're Christian-based. Yes. That was a big thing for a lot. That, a lot of people were Boy Scouts, Eagle Scouts, Girl Scouts, and so forth. I was a Girl Scout. I was a Girl Scout through my Catholic school. Yes. You know, so it's my, now my... that's why, and they wonder why people today are so offended on the things they're doing. And my wife was a Girl Scout, so Joanne, she was oh. a Girl Scout. I mean, she but oh, she I'm wouldn't sure even there recognize. are millions of us, and we learn we learn great things from them. We learned about compassion. We learned about helping others, respect for others, giving back to the community. It wasn't like it was demanded or forced. Projects were wonderful and fun. They weren't just about campouts and overnights and s'mores and stuff. You took away from that into your adulthood some skills that I believe everyone should have. Now it has become they're all political. Sad but true. Well, I'm just uh, asking you to stay strong up there, and we are going to do it here Um and if you truly care about the homosexual people, you have to understand that the average homosexual dies at the age of 41, that only 15% of homosexuals ever reach the age of 65, and the number one cause of death in the homosexual community is suicide. That doesn't sound very gay to me, Babette Holder. It is very sad. It is, you know, it's very... They, I, it is very sad that that's a fact, and the fact, too, of the matter is I believe sometimes their own activists 
compound upon that because, you know, trying to make a civil rights movement to begin with and, and tagging on to the black civil rights movement, huh. a lot of black people were like, when were you ever really oppressed like we were? Well, and of course, the other thing is I happen to know about the black community is uh, uh, most uh, people in the black community and, and most of the black men I know, uh, they feel like homosexuality is an abomination and they hate it. They do. And, and, and but the thing is, is that they go out there and march along with the party. A lot of their some of their not a lot. I'm going to correct myself. Some of their BLM leaders are homosexual. I don't think they're aware of that. <laughs> a few have recently got pressed by some media types that I guess they felt behooved to answer to that. And people would say, well, what does that matter? But it is a big issue in the black community. And the pastors don't address it because they're scared to lose the tithe and filling those pews. So the community at large is pretty silent except for private conversations like you said doc you know some that you know are opposed to it yes um but you know at the same time what i was saying about their activists compounding it is i think sometimes they bring more heat on to those very same people with the way they go about things than should be necessary we are the United States of America. Everyone has the right to protest and, you know, raise their voices. But at the same time, when you're going to target people specifically, such as shutting down Christian bakeries and so forth, I'm not saying it's right to go target a gay or a beat them up or abuse them. But at the same time, I believe, as you know, Doc, because we're all activists in the way. You don't see us out there doing that. We just say you won't get our dollars. That could have been the same move that they did instead of taking business owners out of business. In other words, you don't believe in the free market. You just believe in destroying the market. True that. Well, I've got to hit this break, and I'm going to come back with a story about the border fence. But we've been listening to Babette Holder from Chicago. And, uh, Babette, thank you for being part of the show today. I truly appreciate it. And, of course, she's well, here every Tuesday. Yes, and thank you. You are welcome. Going to be right back. Got a lot more for you guys, so don't go away.
of protesting in the street. Because it just makes so much sense. Anyway, Robert Cameron drove his pickup truck toward the Trans-Texas-Mexico border, past the cotton and the sugarcane fields, and he got up to the 20-foot-tall metal barrier concrete border fence and passed right through a gap in the barrier fence wide enough for a tractor-trailer. Why? Because international treaty and flood zone requirements require the fence to be set back from the Rio Grande, and since it divides some U.S. properties, the fence is broken up by gaps that Texas residents use to traverse their land. And, of course, smugglers love it because it makes it easy for them. So bad guys could be crossing into the sugar cane, and who's there to stop them, said Cameron. He said, look, I voted for Trump. He supports the border wall wall proposal, but he said construction here is going to be a little tricky. He said, How do you build a wall that's impenetrable and still allows farmers and property owners to access their land? He said it's probably doable. It's just you got to get over the obstacles. So Donald Trump issued an executive order to start construction on the wall, but nowhere are the challenges more apparent than here in the Rio Grande Valley, ground zero for the flow of migrants and drugs going north. The difficulties of building near a waterway and the clashing opinions against the walls are all on display right here in the southern tip of Texas. Now, Mr. Cameron happens to run something called Texas Border Tours, which caters outdoor enthusiasts in Progresso Lakes, about 40 miles west of Brownsville. And he pointed out the Border Patrol cameras and observation towers, which, of course, should be filled with... uh, machine guns, 50 caliber machine guns with infrared scopes, because that's how you really solve this this, uh, problem that we have. But he said nearly half of the migrants caught on the southern border last year, uh, 187,000 that they caught, and the Border Patrol estimates that's roughly 10% of how many actually came across. So do the numbers on that. Nearly 2 million uh, people probably came into the United States illegally. But nearly half of them were caught in the Rio Grande Valley, according to Customs and Border Protection. A third of the cocaine recovered on the southern border is also found here. And then about a third of the entire border is fenced, nearly 700 miles. But just 17% of the border in the valley has fencing. That's the problem. Only 17% of the border in the valley has fencing. That's about 55 miles Border Patrol spokesman said much of that fence was built during Barack Obama's presidency as part of the Secure Fence Act of 2006. That's right. We passed that law in 2006, and we still ain't got it done. But, uh, yeah, Frank says, I'm no fan of, of eminent domain, but, geez, they can take property for a Walmart. Why don't they take it and build the damn wall? Yeah, well, that's exactly right. The fencing does have to meet the requirements of the 1970 treaty administered by the International Boundary and Water Commission. 
So that is an issue. But it requires structures built along the Rio Grande cannot disrupt the flow of the Rio Grande. So some U.S. property actually lies south of the fence, but north of the Rio Grande. Many locals have opposed fencing not only on political grounds, but because the barriers split their land and they fear it might affect water supply and wildlife. Well, guys, I don't know. It's a problem, but it's probably going to get solved as far as I'm concerned. So anyway, let me play a little music to get out of here. I've been a little bit slack on the music plan today. We want to stop that right now. Name that band. religious and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family.
afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Melody Cedarstrom, and you're listening to Financial Survival. And I'm here with my co-host, Alfred Adisk, to bring you our opinion and commentary on today's economic and political events. Today is Wednesday, February 1st, 2017. Good afternoon, Al. We have Wendy Wilson joining us here in just a few short minutes from Apothecary Herbs, as she does each and every Wednesday, and we sure do enjoy having her on the program. She brings us such great information and helps to keep you healthy, and we're here to help keep you wealthy. And gold today, well, took back a little bit of your wealth today, about a buck twenty, but off the low for the day, down. 120 at $1,210. Silver was down two cents today at 1763. Platinum managed to be up five dollars at 1,003, breaking that thousand level. Palladium was up 10 at 767. The USDX today was up a little bit stronger, 0.13 at 9973. Crude oil today up 0.72 at 5353, and the Paper markets today just up a tad. The Dow was up 24 points, 19,888. The Nasdaq was up 27 at 56.42. The S&P was up uh, basically unchanged at 22.79. And Apple was a big winner today. I guess people are still out there buying all those iPhones, and uh, they sold another record of iPhones. So. Uh, that's probably why we were able to get a little bit uh, to the upside on the paper markets today. Ten-year yield today, 2.47%, and the euro, 108, down 0.25. You don't hear much anymore about those Obama phones. I, I, wonder, I wonder if they are still getting service. They only work until you have to replace the batteries, Melody, and nobody wants to spend for a couple of AAA batteries. No, they only work until the president was replaced. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They were only good for eight terms, (laughs) or for eight years, two terms. Anyway, we have Wendy Wilson joining us from Apothecary Herbs. Good afternoon, Wendy. Good afternoon, Melody, and hello, Al. Hello, Wendy. Thanks for that. Scott Forrest. Um, Well, we're going to talk about heart risk and the connection with sleep apnea. I don't know. You may know somebody that has sleep apnea. Everybody. (laughs) Yeah, well. I I, I might know somebody who doesn't have it. Well, you guys know what it is, right? Yeah. Not really. Okay. Yes, I I do. Well, sleep apnea is you got this really loud snoring because you're not getting enough air into Mm. your airway at night. So according to the American Sleep Apnea Association, we have 22 million Americans that suffer from sleep apnea. 80% of those with sleep apnea have moderate to severe symptoms. And uh, pediatricians actually are saying they're seeing children. Uh, One in four children have sleep apnea, and they're usually diagnosed between the ages of three and eight, which really surprised me. Um, So we're going to take a look and see what the slink is between sleep apnea and heart disease and uh, see if we can protect ourselves. So there's different types of sleep apnea. Now, I knew what it was, but I didn't know there was three different types of sleep apnea. So if you do suffer from this and you have episodes of not breathing hundreds of times per night, this is going to produce poor sleep quality and your health um, is going to suffer during uh, the sleep apnea episodes. We'll get to that in a minute. But it tends to happen during REM or the rapid eye movement sleep in your deepest part of sleep. 
So here are the three types. You have obstructive sleep apnea, where there's a blockage of the airway. Sometimes the tongue can fall against the soft palate and put pressure on the palate, and it tends to collapse or fold, and then you're not breathing properly while you sleep. Then there's central sleep apnea, which is the airway is not completely blocked, but the brain isn't sending a signal to the central nervous system for the chest cavity muscles to help you breathe. And then the third type is complex sleep apnea, which is a combination of the first two types of apnea. So here are some of the complications because American Sleep Apnea Association says um, the, this problem produces a reduction in oxygen in your blood, so it starves the cells and produces other physical conditions. So here are some of the complications you can get. You can wake up and have extreme headaches. You can have a heart attack. You'll have high blood pressure or heart failure. You can have AFib or heart fluttering, a stroke, type 2 diabetes, depression, of course, sleep deprivation, lack of energy, loss of concentration, and even coordination and obesity is a, also a key factor. Now, on the pediatric side of sleep apnea, the complications for children are mood problems, cognitive dysfunction where they have a lack of concentration, hyperactivity, obsessive compulsive behavior, increased risk of cardio disease, and of course obesity. So um, how do you know if you have sleep apnea? Does anybody want to take a guess? Ask whoever you're sleeping with if you okay. snore. Right, exactly. Well, let's say you don't have somebody you sleep with. You know, you kind of live on your own, work on your own, you can seek medical confirmation at a sleep clinic where your blood oxygen levels, your respiration rate, your brain activity, your body movements, and your inhalation reflex are going to be monitored while you sleep overnight. And then when you get up in the morning, they give you a report on how many times a night your breathing was interrupted. It's not, it's not uncommon for people to stop breathing, breathing over 30 times per hour. 30 times per hour. Right, right. That's the severe end of apnea. So what are some of the medical treatments? Well, typically what modern medicine's doing, and they do the same thing over the last 20 years, because sleep apnea is slowly getting more attention. Uh, patients and their family members um, will get um, a CPAP machine, and they'll get instructions on how to use that. And basically what this is, is a machine that's about the size of a toaster, and the bottom of the uh, machine has a, a tray which you fill with water, and this water gets sucked up into the machine, and it's and so this moist air is dispersed. There's hoses attached, and you get a face mask, and all this moist air is is transported to the back of your throat while you wear this face mask, so it keeps the airway moist and open. The only problem is, you know, this thing makes a lot of noise. It sounds like um, a Slurpee all night long because the water's being sucked up into the machine and it's loud. Uh, you have to lay flat on your back. If you roll over, you can mess up your mask. And usually, um, you know, this is for this reason, so it's uncomfortable, it's cumbersome. People don't stick with the treatment. Also, if you do not clean the machine properly, you can get a bacterial infection of serious nature in your lungs, in your pulmonary system. And it's, just, not, and it's not very attractive. Oh yeah, it's not real sexy to look over. I mean, it looks like somebody it looks like somebody's in intensive care on life support to be honest, you know. And um so 
So, you know, physicians also advise patients, you know, reduce your weight, uh, maybe see a dentist. Sometimes they can custom fit a guard that makes sure that your tongue stays forward and doesn't collapse your airway. And in severe cases, doctors will actually operate on the soft palate area, which I don't recommend. Uh, And there's surgical risks. Uh, if you have sleep apnea. A lot of anesthesiologists are now understanding that if you have sleep apnea, it's a definite risk when you go for surgery. And so um, the kinds of medications and even pain medicines affect respiration and uh, can also um, paralyze muscles. So they have to be real careful if you are uh, a sleep apnea patient. Uh, so a lot of times what surgeons will do just to check is they'll measure the circumference of your neck because a large or a thick neck, they say, is an indicator of an anomaly of the airway and soft palate area, and they may even postpone your surgery to figure out what they can do. You mean you're healthier if you have a skinny neck? I guess so. Uh, they just noticed some correlations. If you have sleep apnea, they're usually people with shorter necks, fatter necks, um, and so a lot of anesthesiologists, what they're doing is they're, uh, they're going to minimize sedation, maybe using an epidural instead of, you know, uh, putting you under with uh, anesthesia. Um, so let me read you a quote from um, anesthesiologist Jeffrey Gross of the University of Connecticut School of Medicine. He says, for a long time, we weren't that attuned to this problem, and we are seeing a lot more sleep apnea than we used to, which is, has increased our awareness. And then, of course, let's see, this is Dr. Susan Redline. She's a clinical director of a sleep and circadian disorder clinic in Brigham Women's Hospital in Boston. She says, we hope that these studies focus attention on the importance of sleep apnea in men and women who are historically underdiagnosed. And there are a couple of studies that I wanted to mention. One was the Yale study back in 07. It was... um, seeing a correlation between sleep apnea and cardiovascular events. So they discovered there was this link with people with severe cases of sleep apnea. They had a greater risk of developing heart disease and dying early. So the Yale study also followed 1,100 sleep apnea patients for about five years, monitoring them for heart attacks, coronary artery disease, bypass uh, heart surgery, and other events, and even death, according to the research Sleep apnea stimulates the body's fight-or-flight response, and this reduces blood flow to the heart. So repeated exposure of this several times per night for years will starve the heart muscle of oxygen and weaken it. I thought that was incredible to find that. It's all pretty amazing, and I'm sure you're going to get to what what we can do about this, but maybe that's too early to start that yet, but I'm gobby. Right. interested I, to hear what our solutions are. I yeah, we're going to come to that. I do have a question, Wendy. I okay. read somewhere where the sleep apnea could also be connected to, and you mentioned the small children, to infants for the sudden death syndrome. Um, you- yeah, the sudden infant death syndrome. What that is is uh, anaphylactic shock, um, and usually their respiratory system stops and they quit breathing. So it's it's usually brought on by the vaccinations, um, and a lot of times the children will also it'll uh, what what prompts it is a stroke. They get a stroke and it affects their breathing center of their brain, and they just don't breathe anymore and they die. So then there's no connection between sleep apnea, to, you know, 
And not to this, not in okay. this case, not in this yeah. case. But um, there was another study, an earlier one in, or a newer one in 2015, and that was published in the Journal of Circulation. It was reporting women are at a higher risk of heart disease if they suffer from sleep apnea. So they, they followed like 1,600 patients who initially had no heart disease on the onset, and they followed them for 14 years. And the females um, that had the higher levels of troponin in their blood were suffering from sleep apnea. And that's important because cardiologists will test the blood for troponin. It's a protein. It's an indicator for angina and microcardial infarction or heart attack. Uh, so often the protein is present, the heart becomes enlarged. And so during the 14 years, what they found was uh, the severe sleep apnea females, about 32% of them, had enlarged hearts and had cardiac events and did die. Those with moderate sleep apnea, 30% experienced adverse heart problems. So there is a connection here uh, between the sleep apnea and heart disease. And, you know, over the years I've come across some things. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I was a, a student in herb school, I did hear a presentation from a natural physician who said that he thought a lot of sleep disruption and cardio issues were tied to the thyroid gland. And what was interesting is in 07, Rutgers University did some research on thyroid hormones, and they, guess what, they regulate your sleep. So the researchers have discovered that your thyroid manufactures hormones, which affect your brain and your nervous system, this affects it on a cellular activity level and a regeneration level. So they thought the thyroid just regulated body temperature and weight, but it has other important functions. So it led to them to understand that during sleep, your thyroid hormones regulate the circadian rhythm and help the brain to regulate breathing during sleep. So if you have sleep apnea, you might want to look at the thyroid problem. And so if, if you want to look at thyroid, um, black walnut is a natural iodine, and that's what the thyroid uh, gland uses to manufacture hormones. So if you're low in iodine, you're going to have that problem. Mullen herb is also great for soothing the thyroid gland if it's stressed or, or exhausted. And then Siberian ginseng to give you some more energy, gives the body some strength. Uh, if you have the heart problem on top of it, Actually, we're having a sale on all our heart formulas because February is Heart Health Month, and you'll save 10%. So you can look at that category. And then other formulas, if you're feeling depressed or you need some more energy or brain concentration or if you just need to improve sleep, we have formulas for that too. Well, you said that you are seeing the, that the doctors report seeing a lot more sleep apnea mm -hmm. today than they have in the past. And is that because they're just paying closer attention and we're noticing sleep apnea where we didn't pay attention to it before, or does it mean that the actual incidence of sleep apnea is increasing? Both, actually, what you just said. The incidence of the apnea have increased, and people are getting diagnosed um, more now. Before, you know, it wasn't really, they were underdiagnosed, as Dr. Susan Redline was saying. And a lot of people just, you know, didn't think it was all that serious, but apnea is a serious condition. Here's another thing that I noticed, being an herbalist, um, you may have a heart problem if your earlobe has a crease in it. I've noticed yeah. that people that have cardio issues have a little crease in their earlobe. So uh, you might want to check that out in the mirror. Next I've heard time. that before. I have yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, but, you know, thyroid, you know, we're all connected in some way. It could be your thyroid that's causing the sleep apnea, which is causing you to have heart problems. Isn't that terrible? But there's a link there. So if you get at the cause, you can get rid of the rest. Is sleep apnea more of a um, person of age? No, I mean, people as young as 25, 30, even these kids now. Percentage-wise, though? Um, more of the people, you know, over 45 typically have had sleep apnea, but they're seeing it in younger and younger people. So, like uh, my former husband, he got it in his 30s. He had sleep apnea really loud. It was like, you know, snoring with a megaphone. <sighs> it's <was> terrible. <laughs> Then the solution, the remedy to the problem appears to be Thyroid. reestablishing some hormonal balance in your in your system with iodine or uh, thyroxin or some sort of thyroid, thyroid uh, well, stimulus. Couldn't you, couldn't it's you important that you get organic thi uh, iodine, not synthetic. Big difference. Okay. Could, couldn't you also, um, uh, by setting up, Sleeping, not sitting up, but well, being raised slightly yeah. in order yeah. to prevent that from happening. Sometimes that helps. Actually, surgeons now, if you're sleep apnea and you're in recovery, they make sure that they prop you up. Um, you're not laying flat. So there has a, that has a lot to help. It does help to elevate your head. But um, it's not going to get at the cause. So that's just going to help reduce a little bit of the snoring symptom, but it's not going to get at the cause. It's real important. <laughs> To get at the cause, uh, or it's going to affect your heart. It really will. So uh, I think it's important that we look at it from a thyroid perspective. All right, let's give us a little contact information, Wendy. All right, they can give us a call. Don't forget, it's Heart Health Month. We have a special. Uh, the number is 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. They can visit us online at thepowerherbs.com. Thanks. Enjoyed it. Thank you, Wendy. Thanks, Wendy. Very informative. Um, that's Wendy Wilson from thepowerherbs.com at 866-229-3663. We're going to take a break. A couple commercials. Melody and I will be right back on Financial Survival. Please stay tuned. about your legal jeopardy and the resulting media coverage was deadly force justified in your town the politics of self-defense is not favorable but at least you're alive and your family is protected fortunately you have self-defense fund a comprehensive litigation membership backing you on appeals legal expenses court costs and more up to one million dollars per incident and unlimited attorney cost per member discover selfdefensefund.com for yourself any weapon any state any time since the beginning of the united states Kings have sought it. Nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. 
800-242-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Fred Addisk here with Melody Cedarstrom on Financial Survival, brought to you by Discount Gold and Silver at 1-800-375-4188. What's next, Melody? Well, we have a lot of things going on, but first I want to remind listeners, we got the great prices for one-ounce American Silver Eagles, 245 over spot. It's a great, great deal. Give us a call at 1-800-375-4188. Visit our website at dgscoins.com, dgscoins.com. But we have all types of gold. Uh, the Mint State 62 $20 St. Gardens that I was selling for one-ounce gold eagle prices. I can't do that, but it's only like a $5 difference. I had to move them up a little bit because wholesale prices just moved up a little bit more than the bullion price did, so I had to readjust. But you can still get a super price for a Mint State 62 uh, St. Gaudens. If you want a Mint State 61 $20 Liberty, I can do those at American Gold Bullion prices. So, again, a tremendous, tremendous uh, opportunity because I don't expect I can do that for much longer. 1-800-375-4188. And again, because of wholesale prices, if we continue to see gold and silver rise, um, the premiums for the mint state coins, of course, will that spread will become larger and therefore a little bit more difficult to provide you with this type of special. So, And we do have one-ounce gold maple leaves. If you're interested in Canadian gold maple leaves, I can do those for... Oh, $41, $41 over spot. And if you're looking for, um, and those are 2017s, 2017s for $41 over spot, 800-375-4188. An article here from Reuters, and the headline is Global Markets. Dollar caught in crossfire as Trump talks about uh, tough on currencies. Uh, the dollar struggled to regain its poise on Wednesday after the Trump administration accused Germany, Japan, and China of devaluing their currencies to gain trade advantage, adding to a risk-off mood that uh, also kept stocks subdued. The U.S. currency suffered its worst January in three decades after President Donald Trump complained that every other country lives on devaluation, meaning inflation. We've been saying that for 20 years, and we don't move markets, Al. 
Um, well, I understand. There's a problem. Suspicions that Washington may increasingly focus on the value of the dollar were catapulted into the limelight. The early implication is that the dollar is that dollar competitiveness could play a prominent role in America in Trump's America First agenda. All right, Trump wants to make the dollar more competitive, and my understanding on this, the way I look at it, I've talked about it a bunch of times on this teeter-totter effect, where as world reserve currency, and we were the basically the only world reserve currency, now we are one of several, but we're still the predominant world reserve currency, we're sitting there at one end of the teeter-totter, and the other currencies are, the other fiat currencies are on the other end of the teeter-totter, and the way I'm looking at it, the way I understand it, is when those currencies inflate, right, then the other end of the teeter-totter, which is the U.S. dollar, must deflate. And it's not a function of people simply taking advantage of the dollar, per se. It's inherent in the nature of the relationship between the world reserve currency and the other fiat currencies. They have to, when everyone has heard that foreign countries want to inflate their currency. They want to devalue their currency because it'll make it more competitive and for international trade. Right? You can you can effectively, if they would devalue the dollar, you can buy American-made products. And even though the price might not change, you have a product, say Cadillac, for $50,000. If we had 10% inflation, we'd still sell the Cadillac for $50,000. But the $50,000 would only have $45,000 in, if we had 10% inflation, would only have $45,000 in purchasing power as compared to the original $50,000, if that makes sense. Um, The point behind this is, my point is that Trump is talking that he's going to be able to simply He's going to be able to simply inflate the U.S. dollar and make it worth less, right? But these dollars are measured in relationship to the value of other foreign currencies, just as they are measured in relationship to the dollar. And when they go down in value, the dollar has to go up in value. And it's not going to be an easy situation as long, from my perspective, as long as the dollar remains the world's reserve currency or primarily the world's reserve currency and the rest of the world is scrambling to gain economic advantage by inflating their dollars or, excuse me, inflating their fiat currency, the dollar has to rise. If Trump wants it to go down, the other currencies have to go up. And we are caught in a, this is one of these things, it's it's not a, it, it, it's a situation where one side wins and the other side loses. If you're on one end of the teeter-totter, maybe you can win, but the other side must lose. This is not a situation where everybody can win because there was a time when our currency was defined in turn and valued in terms of gold or silver. That's gone. It's now valued in terms of foreign currencies. And we see evidence of this on the U.S. dollar index where the dollar is weighed against the value of the dollar is measured against, I believe it's six foreign currencies. And they're all weighed against each other and against the, and the whole thing is like measuring, trying to get measurements with a bunch of rubber bands. 
and the rubber bands are constantly in a state of flux. They're growing larger, they're growing smaller. The whole thing becomes confusing and to some extent incoherent. But my main point here is that, in my opinion, Trump is not going to be able to simply inflate the dollar as if it was done as an isolated event. Just, oh, we'll just inflate the dollar. No, you won't just inflate the dollar. You're going to have to, if you inflate the dollar, you're going to have to deflate these foreign currencies, and they're not going to like it because of our relationship as world reserve currency. Again, teeter-totter on one end of the dollar, on the other end of the teeter-totter, the, uh, the foreign currency. So uh, from my perspective, Trump may know more about this. He and his advisors may know far more about this than I do, but I'm looking at it and I'm saying, I don't think you're going to be able to do this as easily as you had thought. It may be that you can cause dollar inflation, but if you do, you're going to precipitate currency deflation for the foreign currencies that sit on the other end of that teeter-totter. So uh, Trump is in for, in my opinion, a learning experience, as are we all. But uh, I don't think it'll be quite so easy to just cause inflation. It's, it may be coming, but it's going to make some people angry in Japan and China and, and Europe and the rest of the world if we go into inflation they're going to be concerned because we're going to gain a trade advantage. Well, the problem is the world does as the U.S. wants them to do, most of them anyway, Japan and so forth. And they have certainly have tinkered with their, with their currency, as has the United States. I mean, it's you know fairly simple for them, I believe, in order to create inflation. Um, you, you, you get a lot of the, the, the moves in the currencies due to trading, I don't, and because the U.S. dollar is the reserve currency, yeah, it's not going to be replaced that easily. But I do believe there will come a time, and probably in the near future, where there will be a trade unit that is backed by gold. And I've said this for a long time that in order to stabilize these currencies, and it might be after a trade war or during a trade war with China and so forth. Um, it just depends on how much clout the U.S. still has when we're so many trillions of dollars in debt. And so, I mean, there's a lot of things other countries can do. I mean, we've seen China, when their currency was dropping out of thin air lately, they go in and, you know, they buy bonds and try to stem the losses and so forth. So there's a lot of things that they can do through their central banks uh, to change the, the monetary um, the value. Uh, the monetary value or the the, the monetary um, fluctuations value, whatever you want to. Well, uh, well my yeah, point. They, they can I'm not saying that it can't can. be done. And you can't tell me that, that there. The I'm not saying are, that it can't be done. I'm saying that it can't. Not, it cannot be done without having adverse consequence for other currencies because they are measured in value relative to each other. If the value of the dollar go increases, the other currencies decrease. If the value of the dollar decreases, not the value like of other that, currencies Al. have to it's increase. Just, it's not always like that. I mean, just because all the other currencies are down doesn't mean the dollar is up. You have there's times mm -hmm. when currencies 
some trade up, some trades down. It's just not all. There's a lot of it's complex, and there's there's no, a, there's fluctuation. I get have, that, but just the same. Um, no, this is I mean, not a single thing where we just say, okay, we're going to inflate thus, the dollar today, and, and it has nothing to do with anybody else. And thus, we inflate the dollar, it's going to aggravate people in other and countries. And thus enters in a trade unit, a unit of trade, a trade unit that is backed by something that eliminates the simple manipulations of currencies throughout the world. Globalism isn't going away. We're going to continue to trade with all these other countries. So what, how would they, how, what would they have to do in order to stabilize the manipulation from all these other countries? The only way they can do it is by some percentage throw gold into the basket of currencies, allow each country a certain range that they can manipulate the currencies, whether it be five, 5%, 10%, whatever, and that will be – that's how the IMF had initially started out, you know, with the – you know, it, it started out with backing their currencies with gold, um, but then, then there was problems with – They always price. start by backing their currencies with gold, and as soon as everybody gets comfortable with the currency, no, as soon they as say, the what do I need gold, gold for? Rises. No, as soon as the price of gold rises, that was the problem. The price of gold was rising, and the U.S. couldn't continue to, to pay out with the higher prices. So, um, so that's what I foresee in the future when it comes to the currencies, as far as the, the manipulation from all the countries. You know, there, there's a point of having a low currency, you know, a lower currency to help trade, and then there's a point where you have a, a low currency that destroys your country. Well, that's the whole same thing way, is crazy. The whole thing is crazy so, yeah. because we are defining their fiat currencies in terms of other fiat currencies, and the, none, of them, none of them have a fixed value. They all have relative value, and it that's creates a kind of madness. Why the governments um, and the central banks love it. You know? That's why they love fiat currencies. Well, they, the reason they love it is because they can borrow wealth from people that are productive, and they repay them back with cheaper dollars. Inflation is great for a country that is a great debtor. But deflation is deadly to them. And again, you get enough inflation, you kill your dollar. You get enough deflation, you kill the government. What are we going to do? Well, the Federal Reserve, they decided today, they, they announced today that they were not going to raise its key interest rate. Uh, they ended their two-day meeting today, and it was pretty much expected by everyone. We talked a little bit about it yesterday. Um, they said they are committed to raising rates and interest rates slowly. The Fed said in a statement that it expects that with gradual adjustments in the stance of monetary policy, economic activity will expand at a moderate pace. Um, but they say Trump's policies may force the Fed to move faster uh, with the major infrastructure bill. It could ramp up demands for U.S. goods, and, of course, that would equal to rising inflation. And But the Fed is forecasting three rate hikes in 2017, and it raised rates once in 2015 and then again in December of 2016. So um, I, I haven't – I didn't hear – about I came across this. It's called the Global City Inflation Surprise Index. It's produced by Citigroup, Citibank, Citigroup. But it measures price surprises relative to market expectations. And we're talking about inflation. And it is at the highest 
in more than five years. And the reading turned positive in December, meaning inflation data were higher than expected for the first time since 2012. Now, this was all shown on a chart. And again, as Al often says, I can't show you the chart. But the chart for this recent number, it reflects nine. The same chart showed a number of 40 in 2008 in reference to this price surprise relative to market expectations inflation. But if you looked at the chart, and the chart only went back to 1999, but each time it reached this level, there were major market corrections. And so, you know, the, this, I mean, the article, there's a little chart, and there was about a two-sentence blurb on it, and that's all it was. There was no explanation other than the city inflation surprise index um, is at the highest in more than five years. And um, so I thought it was kind of interesting going back to 1999 and seeing that there were major market corrections each time it got to this level. So, again, another sign, another chart, you know, another prediction that shows, hey, folks, we're probably at the top, at the peak of everything. Um, but except the price of gold. Except for the price of gold. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And... Um, there was one more. We've got a couple minutes before the break. Toyota Motor Corporation, uh, they led the car makers. They reported U.S. sales uh, declines in January as an industry trying for another record year piled on discounts to keep showrooms busy. So you had deliveries. They fell about 11% for Toyota. Fiat, Chrysler, automobiles. Uh, sales also dropped for General Motors, Ford Motor. The only two that reported gains were Nissan and Honda. Automakers spent about $645 more per vehicle on discounts, about $3,635 on average in January. So, again, the the car dealers are having to present more of an incentive uh, to sell cars. You know, they talked about the, that one of the bright spots of the Christmas season is auto sales. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, apparently now maybe January, they sold all the cars in December and they're not buying any in, in January. I don't know if that's good, bad, or indifferent, but uh, perhaps that's part of, the, part of the situation. We're going to take a break for a couple more commercials. Melody and I will be right back on Financial Survival. and emergency rooms and medical doctors are not an option, you need our emergency heart attack kit. Five concentrated liquid formulas enter the system in 60 seconds to protect your heart muscle, strengthen heartbeat, increase circulation, relieve pain, and make breathing easier. When seconds count, you want all the help you can get with our emergency heart attack kit. Easy to use and portable in a one-pound compact kit for your purse, briefcase, or car. 
Call Apothecary Herbs now for your emergency heart attack kit, toll free, 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3 wsthepowerherbscom Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. on financial survival. What's next, Melody? Well, we do have a new Supreme Court nominee, Neil Garuch. He was introduced by President Donald Trump last evening at an 8 o'clock Eastern press conference, and they tried very hard to keep this quiet. In fact, the Supreme Court nominee traveled down in secret in Colorado on back roads to a military aircraft as part of the White House operation to keep his selection under wraps, Um, which makes me question yesterday, and I think on this program, we talked about this person, this nominee, um, Neil Garuch, as being Donald Trump's choice, reported by Reuters and CNN. So um, I don't know why. And even Mr. I even heard Mr. Trump talk about how great it was that they were able to keep this all secret. Well, it was a secret, so I'm not quite sure what's going on. If anything, I'm not going certain. On. What, what is the what is what is to be gained by maintaining secrecy? And I can imagine it just keeps it sets the Democrats back several hours or maybe a day or so before they can research and find out who this guy is and. And criticize them however they want to criticize them. But, you know, what is going on when our Supreme you know Court judges are, I are don't know. maintained in secrecy? Is, that just seems odd to me. I, well, this is – I can't explain what was in the mind of Donald Trump, the president, why he wanted to keep this such a secret. Um, but he did. He wanted – actually, he wanted to present um, – Mr. Garouche as a as a nominee as also fulfilling a promise to those who voted for him that he would choose a conservative uh, for the Supreme Court judge. So he wanted to make this hoopla announcement. Well, I'm not sure exactly how quiet it was and how secret it was when we talked about it. <laughs> 
as him being the See, you let the cat out of the bag, Melody. And CNN and See, Mr. Reuters. Trump is going to be chasing you down the road. So what are you doing, lady? So my sources are very good. But my mm -hmm. point is, I, I don't, I agree with you, but they did a big deal to keep this all quiet. Once he found out, he received a phone call from the president Monday afternoon. Shortly after the call, who lives near, uh, Garouche, who lives near Boulder, Colorado, went to a neighbor's house and waited for White House staff to arrive. Um, then they ferried him aboard a military jet and then he stayed with a friend rather than a hotel to avoid being noticed. Well, they really went through this, you know, kind of cloak and dagger secrecy type thing to, um, and I'm not sure, like you, understand what the big deal was, but. All right. Um, Put him on a Greyhound and haul him out to Washington. What's, but what's it really is deal, interesting to hear all these Democrats whine and complain about this person, and yet. He was on the Tenth Circuit, and they just approved him without barely a whisper uh, under President Bush. Yeah. So I can't see what their complaints would be this time around. They liked them then. I don't. Oh, think they'll complain changed. about anybody Trump appoints. <laughs> well, it's not. They're going to do what not, they can to stop. I don't care Trump, if he appoints exactly. Jesus. All right, the Democrats are going to try to stop the appointments. Maybe two or three appointments are going to try to write him off and force Trump to nominate a candidate who is more acceptable to the Democrats. That that would be, I assume that's their strategy, at least that's what they hope to do. What I'm curious about is I don't know how many, I don't know how much of the House and or Senate is required to support the nomination. Um, the Republicans have a majority in both houses. They can filibuster it, I believe. Well, that, if they have, and I think they have enough to do so. But well, they must have something. But it just seems. But it's silly. I mean, they approved this. I mean, you know, it's and it isn't him. It isn't his conservative views. Um, I mean, he goes. I reported yesterday. He goes to a liberal church. Um, he's not. He's not in the camp to overturn overturn abortion. So, I mean, they just want to. Well, they just want to remind everybody that they're still here and they're in a position they're of metal and uh, blah, blah, blah. No. You can't act without us, so what are your uh, – I don't hey, – the whole thing becomes – It does. At times, it's just like, oh, my God. When are they going to elect some, some adults to the Congress and the Senate, Melody? And I, I suppose there are some adults out there, but they're not a majority. Right? The the children and the inmates have taken over the asylum, <laughs> and it makes it kind of funny and kind of fun, I suppose. But at times, it just gets oh, it, it just becomes annoying. They really do. They they really do act like a bunch of kids, yeah. and it really yeah. is amazing. Yeah, no, and that like, means they've been there too long. They, they've been there. It's like long. dipping the, some girl's pigtails in the inkwell. You know, it's it's almost that nonsensical. Come on. Trump is going to get somebody. He's going to be there for four years, or if he's not, Pence will be. Um, they're going to get somebody in there. They're going to probably be conservative. You would think the Democrats, don't you have, don't you Democrats have anything better to do than struggle to resist the inevitable? 
I mean, are we going to run out of Democrats before we run out of conservative candidates for the Supreme Court? I think maybe we will. I mean, there's there there has to be 500 potential candidates for the Supreme Court, and the Democrats got to stop them. Also, I don't. Um, it may be just to ingratiate themselves to the Democratic supporters. Say, look, look at we're, what we're doing. We're fighting to prevent Trump from putting another conservative on the Supreme Court. Well, that may be good politics, you know, for their constituents. But it's still, it is not what I would say is a proud moment for the Democrats. But they haven't had many proud moments since the election. I mean, they have shown themselves repeatedly to behave as thugs, bad losers, but determined to, I mean, they were going to stop the the Electoral College from uh, electing Trump. They were going to demand a recount. They were going to do, I don't remember what all they're going to do. Uh, anyway. Somewhere they have not distinguished, the Republic, or excuse me, the Democratic Party has not distinguished itself. It has shown itself to be petty and vindictive and Whatever, and maybe that's the nature of all political parties. I don't know. But they have not distinguished themselves since the non-election of Hillary Clinton. Trump also made an unannounced trip to honor fallen Navy SEAL in Dover. Um, He left today. It was an unannounced trip uh, to honor the returning remains of U.S. Navy SEAL that was killed in a weekend raid in Yemen. Chief Special Warfare Operator William Ryan Owens, a 36-year-old from Peoria, Illinois. Um, his trip was shrouded in secrecy. Again, secrecy thing. It was not. I can on, understand that. On the I can understand. Well, I mean, it was not on the president's daily schedule. A small group of journalists traveled with Trump on the condition that the visit was not reported until his arrival. He was joined by his daughter Ivanka. So, um, nice little tribute. Um, to break up the day. Uh, Deutsche Bank, haven't heard much from Deutsche Bank. Back in September, they were ready to go belly up, but the fines keep coming. The giant German lender was hit with about $630 million in penalties yesterday over a $10 billion Russian money laundering scheme that involved its Moscow, New York, and London branch, branches. It follows a $7.2 billion settlement Deutsche Bank reached with the U.S. Department of Justice just last month over toxic mortgage assets and the $2.5 billion it agreed to pay in 2015 over interest rate manipulation. These are the latest fines. Uh, Deutsche Bank, uh, uh, you know, it's, it was a, trade, a stock trading scheme that enabled some of its clients in Russia to improperly move huge sums of money out of the country and into offshore accounts, according to regulators. One of those places was offshore with Cyprus. And I believe that's what a lot of the Cyprus um, banking um, was all about. I I think it had a lot to do with the Russian money in their banks. Um, But um, um, that's just my view. Kind of interesting that uh, they were transferring all these billions of dollars to Cyprus, Estonia, and Latvia. Um, so, what's kind of interesting to me is they're moving billions of dollars around in a criminal way, and nobody's going to jail. No one's going to jail. If I were moving a couple of thousand dollars around in a criminal manner, all right, I might wind up doing a couple of years in the slammer. 
But here we have big-time bankers, and they can do it. They have billions of dollars, and nobody – it's not a cause for anybody to go to jail. It's just a cause for them to pay a fat fine. Yep. Yep. No one ever goes do they to jail. Really want, do they really want this currency manipulation to end? Does government want it to be ended, this criminal activity, or do they just want a cut of the pie? No. They want they're, they're like the cops on the street that are taking bribes. You guys are making money robbing the the TV store down the street here. Well, as cop, you got to give me some money. I need a cut. That's kind of the way the government appears to be functioning in these matters. They're not jailing the people. At least not so far. But uh they never they're that fine. They never tell us where the money goes. Yeah, and how well, much <laughs> how much of it gets actually to the U.S. Department of Justice. Well, you know, seven, if any. $7.2 billion settlement, eh, let's give them maybe one. <laughs> you know, hey, if they can lose billions of dollars, you know, out of the Department of Defense, the Defense Department can lose track of, well, I can't remember. Oh, $9 trillion allegedly <laughs> disappeared out of the Department of Defense. I can tell you, if anybody needs more trillion. money for the military, find that money. I don't think don't need to raise, raise taxes. Find that money or tender your resignation or perhaps get a dishonorable discharge. Nine trillion dollars and nobody seems to care. Nine trillion now. No, that's what some people said. That's, Who can say? That's half, of, that's half of our... No, I know what it is. You know, so the number is fantastic. The number is fantastic. Well, it, it's I heard it there. on the internet. I heard it on the internet, fellas. Well, you know everything else, so it, on the internet is yeah, true. Yeah, must be true. It must be true. <laughs> I mean, talking about trillionaires, Gates is going to be the world's first trillionaire, so they say. That really bothers me. <laughs> well, the, 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 it, what bothers me is these are the people that control the world, so, you know, with their money. And, you know, when you talk about Bill Gates and Zuckerberg and, you know, yeah. all these computer bergs, Michael Bloomberg. Soros. Soros. Soros, Carlos I mean, something's Slim, gotta Jeff stop. Bezos. Something's got to be mean, stopped you know. because some people have – the truth of the matter is some people have more money than they can ever reasonably need or use in a way that's likely to do the world much good. This is dangerous to allow – I mean, you need to raise taxes on the rich, in my opinion. I have no objection. I'm not, I, I'm not a liberal. I'm not, you know, I'm not on the leftist end of it. But there is something dangerous about people having billions of dollars. Trillions. Yeah, in, this, in this case, trillions. In Gates' cases, case trillions. Um, it would be—it's a wonderful thing to sit back and say, "Well, you get the free enterprise system, and you make all this money, and you get to keep it, and you get fabulously wealthy." And that's a wonderful thing, provided that you didn't make all your wealth or much of your wealth by bribing Congress and the Senate to pass laws that allow you to exploit the American people. I don't so know why you money. think that they have to pay them anymore. They're in the they're in bed together, so uh, you know it's just you know a little tip, I guess, at the end, you know. But a gratuity, a gratuity, <laughs> a gratuity for your congressman and your senator, and perhaps your you president. Know, I mean, Maybe yeah, but they're in bed. I mean, so they really, but it's wrong. It's you know wrong. What? The whole political campaign contribution thing is wrong. It's surrendering this government to the to the oligarchy to the super rich. Um, 
But what he does it say can't be. It can't be allowed to continue. It is contra. It will ultimately spawn a shooting revolution in this country when enough people who don't have money to give to Congress are just ignored for so long. They finally come out shooting. Well, that what he does say is he's not going to be leaving his fortune to his children. They do try to give away a lot of their money to various charities and so forth. Gates, he says uh, he's How about he gives it away right now? Why wait until you die? <laughs> yeah, but my, my What do you need? I mean, how much do you really need? You got a house, you got a car, whatever. Um, suppose you had to make do on just $100 billion. What he says is he will leave hardly any of his current $74 billion fortune to his children. So... Well, I they'll just have to learn to live on you a can tell him he can leave hardly any of his $74 billion fortune to me. See, I don't need a lot. I'm not greedy. Listen, you got $74 billion. How about $100 million? That's not much. That's not much. I mean, that's like a penny on the dollar or less than that maybe. I don't know. But how about $100 million from me, Bill? What about that? And I promise to be every bit as wise and the way I spend the money as your kids will be when the day comes. We're about out of time, Melody. Yeah, you know, it's just another sign of how unbalanced this whole world is. And just irrational, just irrational, irrational. And it flows, again, if I had to chase it down, I think it traces back. It's all crazy because we have a crazy monetary system. It has skewed our entire system of values in a way that's nutty. And it'll stay that way until we get back to a gold and silver-based monetary system. We're out of time. I want to thank you all for listening. Melody and I will be back tomorrow on Financial Survival. In the meantime, the good Lord bless you, me, Melody, and Todd, the producer. Bye-bye. I work all night. I work all day to pay the bills I have to pay. Payment Still, there never seems to be a single penny left for me. Political, religious, and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your
your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. about where your next meal will come from if the power is out for an extended period of time, I'd like to suggest Numana Foods, a family-owned business with a passion for food quality and taste, as well as long-term storage reliability. Numana.com. Check them out for your family's health and security. Food so good tasting and good for you, it can be eaten every day. Standard buckets are GMO-free, contain no aspartame, high fructose corn syrup, autolyzed yeast extract, chemical preserved or soy. You can be confident your Numana meals will be there for you and your family when you need them during an emergency. Numana.com, a nutritionally healthy way to prepare for any disaster. That's Numana.com. N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com. that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
All right, good afternoon all. This is the Frank Report. Had a little delay there. Uh, getting back from the bathroom, if you must know. So here we are, and uh, this is the Frank Report. It's Wednesday, February 1, 2017. It's about eight minutes after 2 p.m. Pacific time. If that's when it is where you're at, we're live. 800. Oh, actually, I'm not giving that number out anymore on my show. 541-826-0953. All right, so there you have that. If you want to get your voice on the air, that's the number you call. If you'd like to participate in the show without actually getting on, the air, you can go to our website, theamericanvoice.com or americanvoiceradio.com, abrn1.com or abrn.tv. Anywho, uh, you'll notice we have a chat room there, and uh, you can participate by being there, too. You don't have to. You can go in there and just socialize, hang out with the gang. It's a, kind of a small gang right now, but hey... You know, that's how gangs are sometimes. But anyway, uh, there it all is, and everything else you need to know about the network is there, too. All right, let's see. More news. Uh, let's, let's, let's get to Mexico. Now, I got a couple of things about this here. And they're they're not, they are related, but they aren't related. And I'm just going to do them all together because, well, oh, there is something first, though, I'd like to uh, address here about the Pentagon and how much money they have not been able to account for. Now, gee, nobody's saying that they stole the money just because they can't, you know, determine where it went. Oh, well, oh, of course, nobody would accuse the officers and gentlemen at the Pentagon of stealing. No, no. Oh, you just can't account for it. Why? Oh, I guess because you're just a friggin' idiot, huh? I suppose that's why you can't do it. Not because you're a lying, thieving scumbag. No, because, hey, you've got a, look, you're wearing a uniform, and wow, look at all those medals. Gee, you couldn't be a lying, scheming, stealing scumbag, could you? Well, yeah, you could. Because, let's see. Now, there's been numbers thrown out. And I believe the $9 trillion, seeing as how, you know, just in 2001, they were already up to $2 trillion. Rumsfeld said so. And that would have been on September 10th. And then, hey, what a lucky stroke for the Pentagon that, hey, 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 hey the towers got attacked and we got distracted. So I've heard since 2001, I've read that it's gone up to $9 trillion. However, some people like to say, oh, no. Okay. So here's what it really cannot be disputed is. Oh, I suppose it could be if you want to uh, argue with the Department of Defense Inspector General. I suppose if you want to argue with him, you could say, well, this is not, no way, I know better, it's not. Well, he says, 
the Department of Defense Inspector General, says it's $6.5 trillion. Huh. But guess what? That's only Army General Fund transactions. Now, do you see where the $9 trillions come come into it? That's talking about Army General Fund. Oh, hey, guess what? We have the Navy. We have the Air Force. Yeah, we have, you know, and I would say the Marines, but I already said Navy. So there you go. I know Marines don't like that, but, you know, hey, <laughs> facts are facts. You're part of the Navy. That's the way it goes. Check your check when you get it. But when it's just the Army and they're missing $6.5 trillion, well, I suppose the Air Force and the Navy, well, they didn't, uh, you know, they didn't lose any money. I'm sure they're very, you know, they can account for every dime, right? I don't think so. So you see why the uh, $9 trillion comes up. But, hey, $6.5 trillion is absolute. Not billions, trillions, $6.5 trillion. Okay? You know, and if anybody wants to argue that, take it up with the Department of Defense uh, Inspector General. That's what they say. And, you know, I'm thinking, I'm just guessing here, but I'm thinking that the Inspector General of the Department of Defense is going to be a little, well, friendlier with the military than, say, oh, I don't know, an independent audit would be. Don't you think? I would think so. Okay, so they talk about this telephone call to uh, Trump made with Mexico's president because, well, you know, it was like, well, you know, we're not going to, we're not paying for the wall. And Trump basically let him know that, well, that's what this meeting's about. You know, and if you're not willing to negotiate, you're not willing to talk about it, you just say you're not. Well, I say you are, and uh, there's no point in us, uh, you, no point in you coming here if that's that's all it's going to be. I don't need you sitting here saying, no, I'm not, and I'm saying, yes, you are. You know, you can stay in Mexico, and we can do that. And they are. And everybody was like, oh, it was humiliating. Oh, the poor little Mexican uh, guy was all upset. Oh, because Trump told him. Oh, yeah? Yeah, guess what? You are paying for it, whether you like it or not. And, um, oh, yeah, hey, and guess what? If your drug cartels, if your drug people cause us any trouble, we'll just send the uh, military down there and take care of it ourselves. We will invade Mexico to stop anything that you think you're going to be doing. Now, people go, oh, my gosh, that's crazy. No, I think it I think we should have invaded Mexico a long time ago. Are you kidding me? We're invading Iraq, we're invading Afghanistan, we're invading all these countries all through the Middle East, 10,000 miles away from us, and yet we allow Mexico to fall into uh, not even third world status. They're below third world status. The you know what? If the remittances from the illegal aliens up here sucking money out of our economy, sending it back to Mexico, stopped, that whole country would collapse. Collapse. Remittances from the United States out 
outstrip tourism. And last I read, it was right behind what the oil from Mexico brings in. And, you know, some things I was reading, it, it appears that remittances have even surpassed that now. So this sounds like, oh, boy, that, that Donald Trump, what a bully. What a bully, right? My golly. Gee whiz. Uh, how could he do that? How could he say that? How, 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 how? Well, I don't know. Let's look here, if I could get my computer to go where I want it to go, which it's not. Here we go. Here's the headline. Mexican official threatens to combat President Trump by unleashing drug cartels. Really? Well, you know what? I say go ahead and do it. You Mexican little piece of garbage, you go ahead and do that. And let's see how your drug cartels end up up here because I tell you what we're armed up here and you know what if the trouble starts I'm not going to be asking hey uh, are you a drug cartel I see a Mexican I'm just shooting it okay oh yeah you ain't going to like that but too bad you want to have a war you want to do this then that's how it'll be there'll be no oh let's check his tattoos no oh you look Mexican bang see ya there will be war in the streets, or at least there could be. The strong armed tactics against Mexico are not making officials happy south of the border. Now, with an executive order facilitating the deportation of illegal aliens, and especially those who have committed criminal offenses, which I think is a big mistake, Trump should have stuck to what he said, what he promised the American people. The illegal aliens are out of here because you know what? If you're here illegally, you're already a criminal. You don't have to do anything else. Oh, yeah, let's wait for you to murder somebody or for to run somebody down drunk or to rape some 12-year-old. Yeah, why don't we wait for that, then deport you? You know what? Once we wait for that, it's too late for the victim, the American citizen. It's too late for them. They've been robbed. They've been killed. They've been raped. Why should we wait? For these Mexican troglodytes to commit crimes against us before we get rid of them. Why? Why should we wait? Listen, you want to come here? Fine. Get in line. Wait your turn. Come in here under our laws. I'm not suggesting that the United States should say, well, no more immigrants. I am suggesting that we should drastically cut down on immigration and start doing what other countries around the world do. And I do not mean, oh, well, if you got enough money, you can buy your way in, because that's the way it is now. You realize it doesn't matter. Okay, we allowed a scumbag criminal murderer like George Soros to become an American citizen. Are you kidding me? That foul creature should have never been allowed in this country, except to go to prison. But here he is, because he bought his way in, because, well, that's part of our law. You got enough money? Hey, pay your way in, baby. That should go away. And our immigration policies and admittances should be strictly based on what is good for the country. If we need doctors... And you're a doctor from a foreign country and you want to go through the 
legal process of becoming, you know, either a naturalized citizen or just a, you know, a permanent resident. You want to get your green card? You want to work here? You want to be a doctor? Well, we need doctors. So, okay, come on in. You know, if you're an engineer and we need engineers, fine. Uh, But if you're a dishwasher, you know what? We got plenty of dishwashers. Thanks. Go somewhere else. That's how other countries do it. Now, you could get a visa to come and visit and go on vacation if you want. But, hey, guess what? If we catch you overstaying your visa, you're going to go to prison. That's right. You're going to go to prison. Well, anyway, here, President Trump has many Mexicans up in arms. Jorge Castanina Gutman, former Secretary of Foreign Affairs in Mexico, took things a step further during an interview on CNN with Farid Zakaria when he suggested that Mexico's previous cooperation with the U.S. in curbing the flow of drugs and illegal aliens could end. Instead, the cartels could be essentially unleashed upon the U.S. Retribution for tough policies on Mexico and other alien-producing countries in the Latin American world. These astonishing words could open up economic gang war against the United States. Very irresponsible words that reveal just how connected Mexico's leadership is with the violent drug cartels who operate from their territories. Folks, if you've got the idea that the drug cartels in Mexico are operating separate from the Mexican government, you're absolutely wrong. If the Mexican government wanted these cartels ended, they'd be ended. Okay? Mexico is a drug cartel. The Mexican government runs the drug cartels down there. And now they're tipping their hand and saying, hey, yeah, it is, and we'll, we'll use them. This is what he says. Mexico has a lot of negotiating chips in this matter, Farid. Uh, no, you really don't. Because you know what? If you pull this crap, we'll saddle up the United States Army and we'll come down there and kill all of you. How's that sound? How's that for a bargaining chip, Pedro? Huh? But it also has measures we could take in other areas. For example, the drugs that come through Mexico from South America or the drugs that are produced here in Mexico all go to the United States. This is not our problem. Oh, really? They're transporting drugs through your country? You're producing drugs and it's not your problem? Well, it'll be your problem once we start carpet bombing everywhere we figure there's a drug manufacturing place in your country. You know what? If Americans want drugs, we should make our own drugs here in the United States. What, we can't grow heroin? We can't grow poppy seeds here? I think we can. We can't make meth? Well, we've proven we can do that. Come on, somewhere in the Colorado Rocky Mountains, we got to be able to grow coca? We don't need the South Americans. 
How about how about Hawaii? I bet they could grow cocaine there. We have been cooperating with the United States for many years on these issues. Oh, really? And how's that been working out? Yeah, drug flow from the south has almost stopped now. Oh, wait, no, it hasn't. It's increased. So how how good's that cooperation been? See, the cooperation is smile in our face and stab us in the back like Mexicans like to do. I don't know how many of you have been around Mexicans. I have. And I've met a lot of great Mexican people, but I've met a lot of scumbags, and they all seem to have one thing in common, the good ones and the bad ones, is they stick together because they're a bunch of racist bastards, which is fine with me. But see, they're sneaky racist bastards. You can be sitting there with one of your good friend Mexican guys, and, you know, they are. They're nice guys to hang out with, and they work hard, and they're fine people and all that, except for the fact when they see a Mexican sneaking up behind you, ready to shiv you in the back, they won't say anything to you, whitey. Oh, wait, you're not whitey, you're gringo. That's right. I forgot what racist bastards we were talking about for a second. And you'll have a knife in your back. Oh, yeah, it won't be your good friend Mexican who stabbed you, and he'll feel real bad for you. He might even call an ambulance for you. But he won't say anything to stop it if it's another Mexican. That's how they are. And you know what? I realize this isn't 100%. There's always exceptions to the rule. And I'm sorry for you guys, but so what? Too bad. That's the way it goes. You hate whiteies? Fine. I've never done anything to a Mexican. You can hate me along with the rest of the whiteies, and I'll hate you along with the rest of the Mexicans, and we can settle this. As Americans, we got to stop being afraid of a fight. And we got to pick our enemies. You know what? These Muslim countries are not our... They're not... What, what are we doing bombing them? Oh, wait, I know. We're protecting the poppy fields so the New World Order can be funded, funding all their black projects through the heroin sales. That's why. But let's go on with what he said. We've been cooperating many years on these issues because they've asked us to. And because we have a friendly, trustful relationship. If that relationship disappears, the reasons for cooperation also disappear. Well, that's okay. So, out of bitterness or desperation or a mix of both, Mexico's finest would apparently weaponize their most brutal elements and deliberately send them north to sow chaos, only providing the reasons for controlling the border and reneging, uh, reigning in the deterioration of the U.S. standard of living that has been going on for such a long time now. Though no one would win, things could get pretty ugly. Now, that's what the writer here says, no one would win. Yeah, we would win. We would win if we would say, okay, Fine. You want to fight? Let's do this again. Hey, let's see how much territory you can lose this time by picking a war with the United States. Yeah, let's see, Mexico. How'd that work out last time? You're still whining and crying about losing all your property and land. Oh, yeah. Wah, wah, wah. Oh, you stole it from us. <gasps> Uh-oh. 
I got to take a break. We'll be back in a bit. Well, I'll be taking a break here in a minute as soon as I can get something to play. There it is. Now we'll take a break. You know, boogie and party music, I mean, it, it definitely, uh, uh, it's, it's just expression, you know. There, there are definitely some sad blues songs, but there are just as many uh, happy blues. It's mostly just emotional music, just uh, living music.
Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. AVR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water.
right, we're back. Okay, a little something about why the abrupt, uh, well, it was actually on time, but why the abrupt, uh, oops, got to take a break. Uh, because, hey, guess what? It's Wednesday, and I'm not supposed to be on at this time. That's right. We had a little switch up today because uh, Hesh with uh, Health Talk uh, is going to have a um, best of today because he is in the process of moving and he couldn't do the show. And when I didn't see him on the Skype, I just, you know, forgot it was uh, Wednesday and uh, it's a kind of a odd day for me because you know my show is an hour later but all i'm gonna do is i'm just gonna continue with this show and then i'll play hash at three o'clock and then you know you'll get to hear hash and hey maybe uh you know he'll get a little different audience for folks that thought they were going to hear me and uh, maybe i'm getting a different audience from folks that think they were going to listen to Hesh, anyway, 541-826-0953 is the call-in, or you can go to theamericanvoice.com or americanvoiceradio.com. Anyhow, where we left off was Mexico. This guy says, uh, though no one would win, I think we would win. You know, unless, of course, we sit there and uh, say, oh, well, you know, uh, oh, gosh, what can we do? I guess we better lay down and die. Then we won't win, okay? But if we just say, wait a minute. Did you just threaten me with your drug gangs? Is that what you just did? Because, okay, you know what? You see, now, does Donald Trump's threat of military intervention in Mexico make sense to you now? Do you think that that little Mexican slime bucket down there didn't mention this to him? Like, well, you know, we could do this. And he's like, well, you know what? I could do that. What do you think of that? Hey, let me ask you something. Does your uh, drug cartels have any B-2 bombers? Huh? How about uh, warthogs? They got any of those? Because we can hunt your asses down real well with those. How about Apache helicopters? Your drug cartels got any of those? Because we do. Hey, so far, we haven't lost any troops on the ground yet because we're just bombing the hell out of you. What do you think of that? Yeah. Oh, what a monster that Trump is. Well, you know what? He just got threatened by the Mexican slime buckets to say, oh, we're going to turn our drug cartels loose on you. And his response was, okay, we're going to turn our United States military loose on you. Want to still play some, uh, you know, want to play chicken with the United States? Go ahead. How'd it work out last time? Hey, maybe this time when we roll all the way down to Mexico City, this time maybe we'll just take it and say, you know what? You don't get anything. We're cutting your country in half, and we're taking the rest of it. Honestly, folks, Mexicans would be better off if that happened. Oh, it's terrible government down in Mexico. It's so corrupt. It is a narco-drug government. That's all it is. It's like the government in Afghanistan. Of course, the United States went over there and said, hey, you know what? We're taking over. We'll protect your poppy fields. We'll uh, distribute your uh, opium through our C-130s and, uh, you know, galaxy uh, transports. We'll do that all for you. But uh, you're going to toe the line here. Mexico, 
they've been led to just run rampant down there. And you should see these Mexican leaders. Okay, they don't look like what we're used to seeing as Mexicans because the only Mexicans that are crossing the border are the uh, Native American slash Spanish, which is now the brown Mexican. See, the Spanish Mexicans are white, and they run the whole country, okay? They're the ones that are in the government. They're the ones that have all these places. You should see this guy, Jorge Castadon. He looks like he looks like he be, could be called Smith, all right? Man, let's see here. Drug cartels and Mexican gangs have killed, get this, have killed an estimated 40,000 people over the past 10 years in Mexico alone, as well as plenty of people in the United States side as well. Beheadings, etc., have gripped headlines and terrified the population. The collusion of the Mexican government has worsened the problem, and the largest issues continue to explode. Why exactly shouldn't President Trump attempt to stop this insane violence and deadly trafficking? Yeah, why exactly? You see, folks, it's not just about illegal aliens. It's about getting Mexico uh, caught up with the rest of the world to where, hey, listen, uh, you don't get to uh, you don't get to run rampant. You don't get to kill forty thousand people anymore. You know, and this is what it's reported reported that Trump told the Mexican dirtbag slime ball that runs Mexico. Okay, who's another white guy, by the way. He looks like he he could be Romney. He could be Romney's little brother. He looks just like him. Dresses just like him. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Anyway, Trump reportedly told the Mexican president he doesn't need the Mexicans. I don't need Mexico. We're going to build a wall, and you're going to pay for it, like it or not. Good for him. Estevez added that Trump reportedly threatened to send troops into Mexico to fight against narco-trafficking. Good for him. Estevez said before this unusual onslaught, Pena was not firm. He was stammering. It was a very offensive conversation. Listen, you drug-smuggling little puke. You're going to stop it now, or we're going to come down there and kill you all. How's that sound? Is that uncomfortable enough? I think that's pretty straight to the point. You know, I mean, honestly, who the heck does Mexico think they are anyway? Forget the United States government. You just come on up here, man. All we need to do is be cut loose by our government to say, listen, you see any Mexicans? It's open game. We're at war. You see any? Kill them. We don't need the military. We don't need the police. We don't need anybody. We're armed. Hey, you want to have a fight? Good. Come on. Let's do that. Man, I'll tell you, Mexico's got to... You know, they thought this was a good idea back in, what, 1800s or something? Didn't work out for them either then. What what makes them think it's going to work out better now? But hey, 
you know what? Here comes the Super Bowl, and I, and this is going to hurt some of you out here. And I don't know why, though, because really, uh, you know, uh, Budweiser is, is a crappy beer, okay? And if you're wasting your money on Budweiser, you, uh, <laughs> your taste buds are dead, okay? Your taste buds are dead if you like Budweiser beer, all right? Because it's crap. You might as well go pee in a cup and drink that. You know, go pee in a cup, uh, throw a little bit of uh, grain alcohol in it, and you got a better uh, juice going on than you'll ever get out of a can of Budweiser. Yeah, that's right. Now, for the Super Bowl, Budweiser's ad is going to be all about how, oh, their leader was a immigrant. Now, I'm waiting, you know, and, you know, he was. You see, one thing they do show in here, they show him coming through the immigration <laughs> and having his paperwork stamped. Well, well, that would make him a legal immigrant, unlike what's going on now. But now, I'm waiting for something here because it's a video, and I want to I hear this. So I can give you the name, and, and maybe you'll put two and two together. Hmm? Maybe you'll get two and two together. Ricardo Marquez. Ricardo Marquez, vice president at Budweiser. Yeah, he's the one running this ad and says, oh, yeah, it's a great thing. It's wonderful. It's all that. Really? Ricardo? Folks? If you still drink Budweiser after the supervisor, you're not American. This is easy. I mean, this is really, really easy. There are so many better beers than Budweiser. And less expensive than Budweiser. You know, you shouldn't, if you're a beer drinker, you shouldn't have any problem giving up Budweiser for some other beer. You'll be glad you did once you get your taste buds back and start drinking some real beer and going, wow, this is better. God, why was I drinking that crap? Rice beer. Why was I drinking that? Well, because you've been brainwashed, because you've been advertised, you've been propagandized. You don't know any better, and you just do bell ring, drool, bell ring, drool, Budweiser, Budweiser, got to have that. Why do you think Budweiser's spending all this money running an ad? during the Super Bowl. Because if they relied just on their taste, they'd be out of business in a month. They got to keep brainwashing you. And now they're basically telling you, hey, the founders of uh, uh, Van Heiser Bush was immigrants. This is a bad thing that uh, is happening in the United States. Yeah, Ricardo says. Uh-huh. Really, folks? Time to start boycotting these places. You know, I mean, yeah, it's okay, Starbucks, that's easy, right? Oh, you want to hire 10,000 refugees. Really? Are you going to buy, are you going to build like, what, 2,000 more stores? Or does that mean you're going to be firing American citizens and hiring refugees? Yeah, that's what it really means. It's not hard to say, yeah, boycott. Am uh, you know a boycott uh, Starbucks? Almost said Amazon, which would be a good thing too, seeing as how they just took six hundred million dollars from uh, the CIA. Well, gee, what could be wrong with that, huh? 
Here we go. USF-16 jets involved in deadly training accident in New Mexico, officials say. Yeah, they, you know how everybody, you know, smart bombs, you've got people on the ground uh, lasering targets and they're dropping bombs and they're heading on that, you know, where the laser's at. Well, they were doing that and actually bombed their own, you know, spotters. Killed one, put one in the hospital. Folks, this is what's going on when nobody's shooting at these guys. Okay? We have lost our edge in air superiority. Oh, yeah, we've got air superiority over the Mexican drug cartels. We could take care of them. We could take care of the whole Mexican whatever they got down there. But uh, we run into the Russians. Those American pilots are going to be sorry they ever woke up that day. Because it'll be their last day. Not because they're bad pilots. Because they're flying around in obsolete machines. That's why. You realize that the F-16 came into service in the late 70s? You realize that? 77, 78? Guess what? That's like 40 years old. 40 years old, and they're they're going to be up in the sky trying to fight the MiG-35 that's just fresh off the production line? Oh, man. You know, I, I don't care how good you are. Well, I'm a real tough guy, and I'm a real, uh, I'm, a, I'm a hardcore tough guy. I, I can beat anybody up, and okay, well, yeah. Well, I want you to fight that guy over there. Okay. Yeah, no problem. I'm a big, tough guy, and I, I know karate even, and I know uh, jiu-jitsu, and I know all these things. And you hand the guy a knife, and he's, okay, go ahead and fight that guy. And he's got a 45. Guess what? It doesn't matter how tough you are anymore. It doesn't matter you know jiu-jitsu or karate. It doesn't matter what you know. He's got a 45, and you don't. You're a dead man. That's what happens to you, tough guy. And our corrupt government has allowed our military, through corrupt defense contracts, destroy our military superiority that we had going on. It's, it's sick, folks. It, it's really sick. And it didn't have to happen. But it did happen. Now, here's something that really warms my heart. I mean, this is just, this is fantastic, I think. Trump administration freezes out CNN from interviews and staff appearances. I think this is absolutely great. I mean, really. Why should they give CNN anything? Freeze them out. Hey, guess what? Yo, you're the you're the news network, huh? Well, you don't have any access to the White House. You don't have any access to anybody in the White House. Wow, bad news for you, huh? Now you can see how you can do just like the alternative media could do during the Obama administration where we never had access to anything. How's that feel? Yep, Politico, another communist rag, 
is reporting that the Trump White House will not allow its staff and surrogates to appear on CNN and will instead go to places we think it makes sense to promote our agenda. Well, it's official. According to a note from Politico, the White House has confirmed that surrogates of the Trump administration will no longer appear on CNN. (laughs) A CNN reporter speaking on background was more blunt. The White House is trying to punish the network and force down its ratings. (laughs) Force down its ratings? Wow, you'd have to dig a hole to do that. Okay, you'd have to dig a hole and throw them in it to force down their ratings anymore. They're trying to cull CNN from the herd. Well, good. You've been a bunch of lion scumbag propagandists for too long, and it's time for you to be destroyed. It's not unusual for a White House to tangle with certain outlets. A former official in President Barack Obama's office acknowledged that they had their battles with Fox, and that there were, and there may have been sometimes where we send people on other networks and not on Fox. Oh, so it's okay when Obama does it, but oh, it's so horrible. Uh-huh. Well, anyway, I am I am absolutely thrilled about it. Absolutely thrilled. Let CNN create their own little echo chamber and just keep telling their lies to each other and nobody will listen. And nobody is watching anyway, so less people will watch. You don't have any access to anybody. Everything's secondhand news. I could have seen it first on some other outlet. Now, here is a guy that I have called General Betrayus for a long time. And you know what? A lot of people told me that well, that's disrespectful. And, uh, you know, that's not very nice. And no, it's not very nice. And it is disrespectful. And that's exactly what I meant it to be because I do not respect David Petraeus at all. Not even a little bit. Not at all. I think it's sick that they let this scumbag criminal retire at all. They should have put his ass in prison is where he should be. He should be in Leavenworth is where Petraeus should be. Now, get this, though. Petraeus says the world order is under unprecedented threat. Oh, no. America should not take the current international order for granted. Really? It did not make itself into existence. We created it. Likewise, listen, it is not naturally self-sustaining. We have sustained it. Now, what have I said for years, folks? You... You long-term listeners, I have told you over and over again that this communistic idea of the New World Order communist revolution is not natural. People tribe up. They like to hang out with people that look like them, talk like them, think like them. Why not? What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. It's absolutely natural. It's how we are. It's how we're wired. It's how we're built. And any time you try to go against the grain and do something, well, we're not going to do things naturally. We're not going to do things the way we're built to do it. We're going to do things different because we got a better idea. That's when things start going off the rails. And boy, we're way off the rails. And Petraeus likes 
because he is betray us. He is not an American. He is a globalist, this guy. And those secrets that he gave his whore, that he called a biographer, that wasn't by accident. That wasn't all, oh, a big just misunderstanding. I believe General Betrayus was selling those secrets to some foreigners. I think he committed treason. That's what I believe. But, of course, we can't have that because that would make the whole military look bad, and that would be very bad. It is not naturally self-sustaining. We have sustained it. If we stop doing so, it will fray and eventually collapse. Why is that a bad thing? To let unnatural, unproductive, destructive things collapse. I think that's a good thing myself. But Petraeus doesn't. Because, you see, Betrayus is not an American. Betrayus is an internationalist. He's a globalist. He's a New World Order shill is what he is. And he should be in Leavenworth right now, rotting away until he's dead for treason. That's my opinion. But, you know, nobody in Washington, D.C. cares what my opinion is. But anyway, that's what I think should happen. Anyhow, coming up next is Hesh. So everybody stay tuned for that, and thanks for listening. I'll be back again. Political, religious, and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
the government and the corporate crimes against humanity. No, seriously, if you stop to look at the who's against us, it's the government and it's the corporations. And how do they do that? Okay, let's let's look at a few things. Let's let's take a simple thing like short term memory loss, which has become an incredible problem for so many Americans that it's absolutely pathetic. And you know what the problem is? It's not their fault, really. I mean, the horror stories are screwed up by the government. And the scandals, the major scandals, are basically blacked out by the mainstream media that gets paid advertising dollars from the pharmaceutical industry. So the toughest lessons are simply forgotten by us who eat and drink and are prescribed so many chemicals that we can't even think straight on a day-to-day basis, much less remember the atrocities that were committed by our government and the hooker medical industry that simply reinflicts the same damage over, over, over again. After waiting a couple of years for everyone to forget that it happened once before. Okay, you guys remember and you know about the holocaust, but do you believe that there's actually one happening in America right now? Look, we know that junk food causes major health problems. But does anybody have an idea that prescription meds are the leading cause of death and disorder in this country? Okay, we get terrified, we get upset, we get freaked out of infectious diseases, and rightly so. But the medical industry has perfected fear-mongering, and they use toxic vaccines to inject more disease and disorders that perpetuates the problem. But the problem is that people are living in complete and utter denial. So what do they do? They run to the nearest clinic or they go to Walmart to get injected with more mercury, more formaldehyde, more aluminum, and more monosodium glutamate. And then one out of every three Americans gets a cell disorder, quote unquote, disease that's totally curable, yet half of those people will die from that completely curable disease without ever knowing about or trying the natural remedies that have existed have been used successfully for, for ages. And it's so sad, and it's really so bad. Look, the world governments have known for 40 years that the measles vaccine causes neurological disorders that last a lifetime. How is that possible? 
you ask. Okay, there's a lot of vaccines that contain antibiotics. And then the kids on the antibiotics are given more vaccines, which further damages the immune system. Okay, it seems that we're back. Computers are great, folks. <laughs> you got to know that. So, anyway, we're talking about the government um, instituting garbage on us. And I was just talking about how the world governments have known for 40 years that the measles vaccines cause neuro neurological disorders. Well, did you know that the goal of a vaccination is not to prevent infection? In fact, asymptomatic infections after vaccine serves to enhance and prolong immune response, which continues to attack the myelin sheath, causing chronic infection from the very live viruses that have been injected. Okay, so have you ever heard about the story of Vioxx? No, I probably haven't. Yet it's the epitome of all prescription meds, and it serves as the perfect example of why chemical meds almost always make the health matters worse. So Vioxx is a painkiller and an anti-inflammatory drug that's prescribed to over 2 million people suffering from general pain and the stiffness of arthritis and post-surgery pain. Okay, great. The side effects listed for Vioxx include abdominal pain, blood in your vomit, bloody stools, unexplained weight gain, flu-like symptoms, and unusual bruising or bleeding. Still, people wanted that wonder drug to cure their bad diet, so the doctors scribbled a couple of million prescriptions and nobody asked any questions. But when research by the manufacturer Merck was proven to have been falsified, then people started asking questions in courtrooms where it was decided if deaths from Vioxx were grounds for awarding dead patients' families billions, then what? So according to the two studies, Vioxx may have been the most dangerous drug in the history of that class of drugs. So if you have short or long-term memory loss, you got to get it back before history repeats itself and inside your body where you may never recover. So what do you got to do? You got to detoxify yourself from all these chemicals that lower your IQ and instigate your memory loss. Don't you think it's about time to read the real history of chemical medicine 
that's been memory hold from the history of medical books available to the masses? Don't you think it's time to learn and never forget the top six medical scandals that the U.S. government hopes you either already forgot or never even knew about in the first place? So let me give you the six, okay? Number one, the 40-year measles vaccine scandal. Since 1972, the United Kingdom has known about the MMR vaccine potential to cause vaccine-induced degenerative neurological condition that affects a little kid's memory, behavior, and coordination, leading to fits, blindness, and eventually death. Yet, it's still sold. Then the horror story of Vioxx, one of the most dangerous drugs in history, that gave thousands of people heart problems and strokes. Then there was the insane Guatemala medical experiments that were done on innocent humans where the U.S. government purposely infected men with syphilis and watched them suffer so they could figure out, hmm, gee, I wonder why that did that. Hmm, we have to come up with a cure. <laughs> then the CDC lied and said that they had removed mercury or thimerosal from the vaccine, even though there are at least a half a dozen that still contain high levels of it, including the flu vaccines, which contain mercury at 25,000 times the EPA's limit for water, and which the CDC recommends for pregnant women and newborns. Then for more than a decade, the CDC has sworn up and down that vaccines do not cause autism. Even their own, their own team of scientists discovered that the measles, mumps, rubella vaccine causes autism at high rates for black kids that are given a shot before age three. And then, of course, thalidomide is still being used as a chemotherapy drug even though it cause, causes deformations and horrific birth defects in babies. Look, after World War II, American medicine took a three-pronged approach to making politicians filthy rich. And those prongs included pharmaceuticals, vaccines, and chemotherapy. So the front-end approach to driving people directly into the madness of these useless drugs was toxic food and infectious disease scare tactics that worked for nine out of every 10 of the sheeple. So all organic and natural food would be destroyed as a logical means of health and medicine, and only prescription drugs, vaccines, and chemotherapy would be considered by the hooker doctors, pediatricians, and oncologists as reasonable and recommended forms of treatment, no matter what the insane side effects were, and no matter what the miserable success rates revealed. 
So peer-reviewed research actually became funnier than Saturday Night Live, and the pharmaceutical companies and the corporations basically wrote the script for falsified research and all the screwed-up statistics, all the while paying their hookers, the journalists, the academics, the public scientists, top dollars, to constantly vomit their lies and their propagandas. This, this, this is what's going on. You, you need to know that. And it seems almost impossible that every single prescription medication causes health detriments. But there's a reason that the pharmaceutical companies are some of the richest, most powerful entities on the planet. Do you know that it's unlikely that medical doctors can't do much to heal the sick. But there's a reason most of them are making more than $350,000 a year pushing pills. And those pills are the pills that are designed in the laboratories by the pharmaceutical companies to make money. Do you think it's absurd to think that 97 out of every 100 people who get cancer and go to the hospitals to be administered chemotherapy will get new cancers from that very treatment, all the while thinking it would help them get better. And the trickiest part of it all is that the prescription meds make you feel better in the short term. And that's the point. Because if you feel better temporarily, why would you not believe that you'll get better in the long term? So in other words, it feels like the doctor saved you because your headaches are lessened or your tumor receded. But maybe, just maybe, it's all a placebo and you just think it's better because you swallowed or were injected with some, if you'll pardon the expression, faith. So I have a question. Have you destroyed your good gut bacteria today? Seriously. And if so, your health could be heading straight down the hill. And you might be an enabling bacteria, viruses, parasites, and pathogens to get a strong hold in your body. Have you consumed any pesticides today? And if you did, you're warping yourselves, and the bad guys could be overwhelming the good guys. And that's a euphemism for cancer. Did you visit a hostile environment today? The superbugs are going crazy in the doctor's offices and the hospitals where the extreme overuse of antibiotics and the lack of clean instruments creates more disease and disorder that spreads to the very sick or there to be treated and healed. So there's a new age of inflicted health damage and it's all occurring under the radar of the sheeple who follow the masses and naively think there's safety in numbers. So the bottom line is, if there's chemicals in your food or chemicals in your medicine or doctors making obscene amounts of money treating you, you better get your act together and start investigating the shocking ways people's health goes downhill once they get sick. Okay.
what do you do? You go to the doctor's office, or you go to a quick care clinic, or you go to the hospital. This immediately exposes you to other sick people, things that are contagious, pathogens, and superbugs, which is bacteria and viruses that are immune to the modern drugs. And then the antihistamines, whether they're prescribed or over-the-counter, they shrink the membranes and they suppress the mucus, which leads to sinus and bronchial infection. Then the doctors prescribe antibiotics for the viral infection, which only kills the good bacteria, which is needed for immunity. Or they prescribe antibiotics, for bacterial infections that are already immune to the same antibiotics. Then you got the prescription meds. And nearly every prescription is chemical-based, adding to the overall acidity of the body and covering up symptoms of the true problem, all the while not addressing the root problem of sickness at all. So when you eat, and you eat more GMO foods, and you drink more fluoridated tap water, one of the quickest ways to kill the good bacteria and deplete the nutrients where you need them most is to consume chemical-laced food and water. So what do you do? You go out, you take cheap, dead supplements that contain ground-up rocks and other ingredients that often include talc and artificial sweeteners and other toxins. And if you want to know the major three that you should not even touch with a 10-foot pole would be one-a-day centrum and equate. That means garbageola with a nice label on it. So nearly all the medicines in syrup form, whether prescribed or over-the-counter, contain artificial sweeteners, heavy metal toxins, and chemical-based food dyes that create side effects that can be worse than the condition that you're being treated for. And then you finally get injected with the flu shots and the vaccines, which contain some of the most deadly neurotoxins and carcinogens known to mankind, mankind including humongous concentrations of mercury, thimerosal, formaldehyde, MSG, human albumin, and aluminum. So, since you previously had faith in faith-based medicine, also known as Western medicine, don't you think it's some time to have faith in medicine that's been around and working well for ages? like natural medicine, you got a neuropathic physician that intensely studies nutrition so he can help you prevent, treat, and cure diseases and disorders, nearly all of which are caused by chemical consumption in one way or another. So, number one, never take chemical medicine for health problems that stem from chemical consumption. And that's just common sense. Number two, you want to help foster your good flora by consuming mainly raw, organic produce and by drinking 
clean, filtered water, spring water. And if you need a good home water filtration system, the best on the market is the Big Berkey. And if you dare to be healthy, then you got to avoid injecting the known neurotoxins and carcinogens into your muscle tissue. And this means avoiding nearly every vaccine and flu shot. Of course, your doctor will be screaming just the opposite. But for the last time, how do you think the American doctors and the oncologists are so rich and keep their customers coming back for more and more and more treatment and chemical medicine? It's simple. They lie like a rug. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. But then, wait, it gets even more hypocritical. So the organic food industry in America is like a $30 billion business. It, I mean, and a fourth of that money is spent by us who assume everything organic is healthy. And the price for that assumption could be cancer and Alzheimer's. So let's say you want to have a salad. Okay. So you pile it on. You make that salad. You use fresh, crisp, organic lettuce and spinach and tomatoes and cucumbers, olives and onions. And you, basically you're treating your body to the perfect meal full of vitamins and minerals and healthy cell-promoting nutrition. And maybe you even shop for your fresh veggies at your local farmer's market. And that's really smart because the local farmers avoid using chemical pesticides and herbicides, and they don't use Monsanto's evil bioengineered seeds that contain health-destroying bug killers and weed killer genes. So you're cruising along the perfect path for disease prevention and organ cleansing, and you feel great after that salad. You've got lots of energy, and you're creative and you drive for doing all the things you love to do. So what is the one ingredient you absolutely must avoid that could actually ruin this entire healthy organic salad? salad. It's the toxic salad dressing, even including many of the organic options. Now, why is that? Because something says it's organic does not mean it's good for you. But he says with a straight face, okay, let's take canola for openers. Canola is made from rapeseed oil, which is toxic to all animals, including humans. Canola oil, or low-acid Canadian oil, is nothing more than rapeseed oil with less toxic acid content, that means the absurd FDA guidelines. And although the USDA certified organic label means no pesticides are added to the food, it does not mean the food is not toxic or doesn't contain heavy metal toxins. 
So canola oil is usually the first ingredient in most thick, creamy salad dressings, even those that bear the organic label. So this means that your salad dressing bottle contains more canola oil than any other ingredient. So how much do you put on your salad? Three, four, five tablespoons? And what about the salad bar that you go to? How much do they use? Do you think there ever was a canola plant like corn, soy, or sunflower? No. There is, it's a figment of your imagination. The manufacturers use hexane, which is a vapor component of gasoline, to process rapeseed oil. And yet it's called organic. Really. Rapeseed smells to high heaven. But if you smelled it, you would never eat it. But the rapeseed oil is bleached deodorized, and cooked at high heat to get rid of the odor. The omega-3 fatty acids of the processed canola oil are then transformed during this deodorizing process into trans fatty acids. So the reason why canola is particularly unsuitable for consumption is that it contains a very long-chain fatty acid called uricic acid, which is associated with heart lesions. So what's happening to your organic salad? It's being ruined by the dressing you pour on it. Seriously. Now let me tell you another story. If you go into Whole Foods, if you have Whole Foods near you, and they have this wonderful bar where you can get everything you want and whatever, you need to read the ingredients. Every single one of them uses canola oil. Since the year 2000, the U.S. food manufacturers have introduced over 3,000 soy-based foods, many of which are labeled certified organic. But, he says with a straight face, unfermented soy which is the typical kind that you find in salad dressing, screws up the balance of the human estrogen and testosterone. So if you wonder why so many Americans get breast cancer and testicular cancer, it's unfermented soy. And any soy that is unfermented, whether organic or not, is linked to immune system malfunctions thyroid dysfunction, and thinking process declinations, getting less and less. So there are mountains of research from health studies revealing infant abnormalities, kidney stones, food allergies related to unfermented soy consumption. In fact, no soy was fit to eat until the discovery of the fermentation techniques during the Chow Dynasty. So anyone that eats unfermented soy would suffer from eating anti-nutrient toxins that block the enzymes that we need for protein digestion. 
plus organic soy protein could be causing your chronic deficiencies in amino acid uptake. And that's just at two tablespoons a day. So how much is going into your salad? And thanks to soy, your pancreas could be enlarged right now. Seriously. So what is unfermented soy? What is it? Well, it's either miso or tempeh. That's, that's healthy for you. But when you buy soy oil, when you buy, you know, unorganic soybeans, when you, when you buy tofu, you got to be careful, man. I'm serious. I'm really serious. You know, I was talking about Monsanto back there. Well, people are starting to become aware about the dangers of GMOs and the Roundup and the systematic poisoning of our food supply with these unlabeled chemical additives. But did you know that the world's most evil corporation actually got its start in the artificial sweetener business? No, I'm serious. They basically made 12 products that is affectionately known as Monsanto's Dirty Dozen. And they're included among the major crimes against humanity besides GMOs that Monsanto has pumped out over the years for consumer use. Some of the products will be familiar to you, but chances are you were never aware of their ties to Monsanto. So let me give you a list, all right? You don't want to eat this crap, seriously. Do you ever hear of saccharin? It's called sweet and low. Well, Monsanto's founding was predicated on finding a way to mass produce saccharin, which was an artificial sugar substitute for Coca-Cola. So with some regulatory arm twisting, this chemical sweetener, which was shown back in the 70s to cause cancer, was a boon for Monsanto, despite its threat to human health, and it helped to propel that company towards other endeavors. So then they got involved in aspartame, or NutraSweet, or Equal. And what happened was, there was an accidental discovery that emerged from research into chemical weaponry. So aspartame, which is an artificial sugar substitute, gained access to the Monsanto portfolio in 1985. Since then, they have profited to the tune of tens of billions of dollars, which is blood money from a genetically engineered chemical that's been linked to neurological damage and cancer. Then, of course, we all know about Roundup and its glyphosate, which is currently the world's most widely used herbicide. And glyphosate is the result of Monsanto's aggressive entrance into the agriculture sector following its sweetener successes. So Monsanto's Roundup line of glyphosate products maintains a, what's a good word, ubiquitous presence 
in both the commercial and consumer markets. But why don't they tell you that these chemicals are linked to organ damage and tumor and tumors and infertility and cancer? I wonder why. In God we trust, all others take cash. So Monsanto's obsession with genetic engineering hasn't just been limited to tweaking plants and sweeteners. They are also responsible for unleashing recumbent bovine growth hormone, or RBGH, which is a genetically modified animal bulking chemical that causes cows to produce more milk and grow faster. And the RBGH, the recumbent bovine growth hormone, causes serious infections that has been linked to multiple varieties of cancer in humans. So terminator seeds, when they're left in their natural form, understand that plants produce an endless supply of new seeds from which humanity can grow new food for free, right? So it used to be you have seed, you plant a crop, the crop produces, then you harvest the seed, and then when you harvest all your plants, you take the seed, and you grow new ones, okay? Thanks to Monsanto, much of our processed food supply is now derived from these terminator seeds that only survive one growing season before they self-destruct, and they enrich the pockets of the Monsanto executives at the expense of our agriculture heritage. So in other words, you go to Monsanto, you buy your seed, you plant one crop, everything grows, you harvest it, but you don't have any seeds because they die. So you gotta go back and you gotta buy more. This is what caused hundreds of thousands, hundreds of thousands of deaths in India because the people were too poor to go buy new seeds every year. Then you got the petroleum-based fertilizers. So back in the old days, where manure and compost and other organic materials were the natural fertilizers for growing food, everything was good. Today, farmers are applying synthetic petroleum-based fertilizers that are produced by Monsanto. And what do these fertilizers do? They deplete the soil nutrients, they deplete the microbes, they produce dead foods that are deficient in vitamins and minerals, and these are the foods that are making people chronically ill. So manure, by the way, was rich in sulfur. So no matter what anybody ate, they got sulfur in their diet. Nobody got sick. Well, that ticked off a lot of people. The doctors, the pharmaceutical industry, everybody. So they came out with the petrochemical fertilizers, thanks to Rockefeller. And that led to sickness, and that led to pharmaceuticals, and that led to people being screwed, blued, and tattooed. Seriously, it's crazy. Then you got, you all know about Agent Orange. You notice the pattern here? Monsanto mastered the art of producing destructive chemicals that harm the environment and harm the human. And if you're at all familiar with the history of Agent Orange, 
you'll recognize that many of today's consumer chemicals were previously wartime chemicals. So the chemical defoliant slash herbicide is what the American soldiers sprayed across Vietnam during the Vietnam War. And the components of Agent Orange, like 2,4-D, are being sprayed on all the cornfields in the contiguous U.S. With Monsanto saying, oh, don't worry, it's safe. So when we're talking about Agent Orange, what about the dioxins? The dioxins are another noxious byproduct of Agent Orange's manufacture. They are persistent environmental pollutants that are present in all sorts of chemical compounds and solutions. Once they enter the body, they accumulate in the fatty tissue and they create all kinds of chronic health issues over time. You guys remember DDT? We were told that the only way to effectively combat pests is to carpet bomb them with chemicals like DDT, which was a mosquito repellent of old that's been shown to damage hormones, interfere with the reproduction, and potentially cause cancer. So DDT was banned in the U.S. back in 1970, despite years of propaganda from Monsanto claiming DDT was completely safe. DDT is sprayed on crops in Mexico, and yet Mexico sells their crops to the U.S., and that's okay, because we're not spraying the crops here with DDT, but we can buy them from other countries. Then, during World War II, Monsanto acquired a chemical company that it incorporated into its central research department, which was responsible for coordinating the efforts of the Manhattan Project, which included the purification and production of plutonium for nuclear weapons and atom bombs. This is the history of Monsanto. You know about PCBs? PCBs are another industrial experiment, and they were used in coolant products for cars and electric motors until some toxicity tests conducted about 50 years later showed serious harm to mammals, like liver disease, neurological disorders, and cancer. Seriously. And then, of course, last but not least, polystyrene. So despite its immense environmental impact, polystyrene continues to be used in food packaging. It contains the toxic substances styrene and benzene, both of which are neurotoxins and suspected carcinogens. But when exposed to hot liquids and foods, the polystyrene leaches out the chemicals, which are directly absorbed into your bloodstream and your cell tissue. And this is what is going on. The corporations, the government, let, let me... Let, let me give you let, let me give you a little example here. There was this courtroom that was packed in downtown Honolulu about a month ago, maybe a little over, maybe the beginning of June. 
and they were watching the attorneys for several of the world's largest agriculture giants, otherwise known as the biotech industry, and the opponents of GMOs, otherwise known as normal, intelligent, health-conscious people, that were battling over three county laws in Hawaii that targeted GMO crops and their deadly pesticide use. So they had three bought and paid for judges from the Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals that sat there and heard oral, oral arguments from both sides for about three hours, while both the supporters and the opponents of the county laws watched intensely from the seats in the courtroom, set up with television monitors for the overflow, which amounted to maybe 300 people. So the biotech pimps, including Syngenta and Monsatan, and the multiple local groups from the University of Hawaii and the bought and paid for farmers, sued the neighbor island counties over passage of the laws enabling the counties to have GMOs labeled and farming banned near schools and homes where the wind pollutes them by inundating them with the pesticides. Okay? You got the picture now, right? GMOs being planted in Hawaii, dust and wind blowing all this stuff into the schools and homes, and they wanted everything to be different. So in 2013, on Kauai, the county council passed a law that would lead to stiff fines for employees of the large ag companies if they didn't divulge information about pesticide use and abide by the setback rules for spraying pesticides or disclose specifics about genetically engineered crops. Shortly thereafter, the Hawaii Island mayor signed a bill into law prohibiting the biotech companies from operating on the island and banning, farm, banning farmers from growing any new genetically altered crops. The only crop that was exempted was the GMO papaya because it developed uh, uh, a disease, a ring virus that killed all the crops, so they allowed it to be injected with they grandfathered in that they could inject this chemical into it, okay? So in 2014, Maui approved a ballot that prohibited testing and cultivation of genetically altered crops until an environmental public health study was conducted that finds those ag practices safe. So while the laws differed, the fundamental legal issue pervading all three of the court cases and whether the counties, also known as the people, overstepped their bounds and preempted state and federal authority to regulate de deadly agriculture crops and pesticides. So there was this parade of top Honolulu and mainland attorneys that focused on the issue for most of their oral arguments. And each party, each was allowed 15 minutes to make its case 
which was often extended because the Hooker judges peppered them with questions and poked holes in their arguments. So this guy, this attorney for Earth's Justice, Paul Achetoff, who, like I said, was an attorney for Earth's Justice, which is an environmental law firm in Honolulu representing various parties in the court case, one of the good guys, he had been an early and strong supporter of the county laws restricting the GMO industry and pesticides. And the guy argued that the counties have the power to oversee the ag and the pesticides as long as the rules and the restrictions do not conflict with straight with state regulations. Well, first of all, there is no state policy or law or regulation that gives anybody a right to grow whatever they want, wherever they want. There's no such right and no such state policy. It is correct that the State Department of Agriculture has the authority to designate or restrict harmful plants. The question is, is that authority exclusive? It's a given that the Department of Agriculture has broad authority, but broad authority isn't the same as exclusive authority. So the attorneys for the parties supporting the county laws argued that federal and state agencies had failed to adequately regulate the GMO crops and pesticides, which necessitated the counties to exercise their power to protect public health. But, he says with a straight face, the Hooker attorneys argued that the counties, a.k.a. the people, they don't have the authority to regulate GMO crops or pesticides because that has to stay in the hands of the federal and state agencies, which obviously benefit from kickbacks. So the question is, do the people have rights or are those rights preempted by the government if they go against the companies that are giving the kickbacks? So in Hawaii, the government is centralized. There's no townships, there's no towns. It's the state government which covers everything and has four counties. There's no evidence that the corrupt state politicians have delegated any regulatory authority to the counties. Because if they did, then their kickbacks would be heavily scrutinized, and God forbid that should happen. So the federal hookers said they will render rulings in each of the three cases in roughly three to nine months. Anybody out there want to take a guess on what's going to happen? especially when you found out that Obama, who promised when he ran for president so many freaking years ago that he would push for the labeling of GMOs, and then instead he signs the Dark Act. You know that Vermont's labeling bill was supposed to go into effect GMO labeling bill was supposed to go into effect on July 1st. You know that, right? But you know that it didn't because the Dark Act was passed, which means no state has the right to protect its people. 
only the federal government decides how to protect the people. So what's happening is Vermont bill, no. The um, uh, Oregon bill, no. The Hawaii bill, no. The federal bill, oh yeah, that's good because that supports Monsanto and the biotech industry. And when you support Monsanto and the biotech industry, you get kickbacks. And although you're a federal judge and you're making a salary of $150,000 a year as a judge, you can live in a mansion because the kickbacks you're getting are way higher than your salary. <laughs> this is what we're up against. And, and now, and now, you got Hillary Clinton, who used to be a lawyer for Monsanto, and you think she's going to have an open mind? No, she she is she is the biggest hooker on the planet, man. But yet she will probably get elected because the mainstream media is trying to kill Donald Trump. They don't want this guy. They're afraid of him. Nothing like Hillary because Hillary Clinton will support them and then they'll laugh all the way to the bank. And this is what we're up against. But yet, there is stuff out there. You know the old saying, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure? Okay. Not only does that ounce of prevention save you the nightmare of being sick and probably missing work, and most likely accumulating medical bills, but that same ounce of prevention may literally weigh an ounce and cost less than 15 bucks. So what's happening is that we have been brainwashed by the medical industrial hookers into believing that food cannot prevent or cure anything. But just the opposite is true, because there's a natural cure for every health bill under the sun, and the secret recipe involves taking a couple of $5 bills out of your wallet, purchasing an item, opening the package, and putting the remedy in your mouth. It's a really simple process that seems so easy, but that's exactly why so many people fail to have the faith to actually walk the walk so they won't have to spend hundreds or even thousands of dollars at the doctor's office or the hospitals, which are dreadful places where health problems often get much worse. So, the best advice in the world is free. So you wanna get smart, you wanna get healthy, I will give you some foods that are so good for you. Hopefully I can get it done, time's almost up. Number one, oil of oregano. It's the most reliable antibiotic, antifungal, and antibacterial product that kills pollen allergies fast, helps with sinus problems and respiratory infections, and can defend against those throwing up viruses that the kids bring home from school. Then you have licorice root. It has a wonderful list of benefits that are overlooked of all natural remedies. It helps with asthma, 
cancer sores, cough, emphysema. You got heartburn, you got fungal infections, you got liver problems. You might want to think about or sore throat or, or arthritis or yeast infection. You might want to think about